Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Night. Alongside me, we got Freddy. Oh, keeping it spoopy. You almost forgot what you said. Were you gonna say there? No, I, I thought you were gonna go with someone first. Yeah, no, you no, threw I, I me I, for a loop. Yeah, I was like, I got confused. Like, hey, that's well, not my turn for yet. For a reason. I mean, it's been what? I don't know, almost a month since no, we've all been together. Been, oh, okay, that's true. All of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. Yeah. Anyway, that's I was just wasn't night. ready for my introduction. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to want do a grand reveal. <laughs> exactly. That that disembodied, beautiful, velvet voice that you heard last week, but now I'm here and we're all together, is David. What up, Spoop Kids? Spoop Kids? Spoop Kids. Also known as Nightly. Anyway, we're still a group of nights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question. Why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelop you. If you like that and want extra horror content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's not with a what? Lovely. Before we even get started with the show... I want to give a special thanks and shout out to our ghoulish nights over on our Patreon... Kelly, Andrew, Daniel, Eric, Joe, Johnny, Carrie, Layla, Patrick, Rob, Chantel, Stu, Tea with Rain, uh, Willow, Rio, Alexis, Anna, Andrew, also known as Silent Night, Brandon, Brenna, Calvin, Freddie, thank you, Freddie, of course, <laughs> Heather, Jarrett, Jasmine, Jesse, Jessica, Kaylee, Mark, Petra, Samantha, Scary Stuff Podcast, Stephanie, and Rachel, thank you all so much. Seriously. Thank you all so much. I know, uh, are you checking your name? Yeah, I was like, where's my name? Did mine stop? David's name's like, wait a second. Hold on. I think you're at the $2 tier, my friend. Oh, that makes a lot of right. sense. Perfect segue. Perfect segue. If you would like to get your name shout out on our podcast, make sure to join us at the Torch or Lantern tier. We would love to shout your name out on the show. And don't be like David. It was a bit. I very much knew. <laughs> Good job, David. Good job. He grabbed the phone and everything. Yeah. I made it great. real convincing. That was that was great. That was great. But thank you all so much, seriously, from the bottom of our hearts. We couldn't have done do this without you. This is fantastic that you all choose to support the show so heavily. And we very much are so incredibly appreciative. So thank you all so much. Especially some of y'all who have been doing the annual membership. Fucking blowing my mind, dog. This is great. Seriously, thank you all so much. We are so thankful. Thank you. But keeping our Aliens Month going, also known as I Believe. I sound like that guy from Invader Zim. What's his name? Is it kind of like Zim? But I think I it's like Zim. Yeah, yeah kind of sounds like Zim. I guess. I'm trying to think. Nah, he, it, it's the see. Oh, it's the yelling human. At us. Yes, everyone's yelling at us right now, and I'm very upset that I can't remember his name because I think it's Dib. But I can't, I can't. Yep, Dib. dib. You saved so, yourself. So yeah, Dib. But I never noticed that most of them only have three letter names. <laughs> yeah. never Zim, did. Dib, dib Gur. Gaz, and Gur. <laughs> Remember when Gur was like at the peak of pop culture? Oh, dude. It, it, that was like part of raw culture. Raw XD. Raw XD culture for sure. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Very good time. Very good time. But anyway, the films that we did cover this past month have been absolutely fantastic. Starting with They Live by John Carpenter. Then we moved on to M. Night Shyamalan with Signs. I was not there for that. But I was. Me too. (laughs) I was not. I was currently in in L.A. But it's all right. (laughs) That's all right. 
kind of fun in LA. That was yeah. cool. That was all right. Even though I was there for a funeral, but oh. like, yeah, that's <laughs> fun. <laughs> fun. Um, but that's all right. I mean, I didn't really know the person. I was just showing my respect because it was on my in laws side. But yeah, I mean, I got to hang out with uh, James from Dead Meat. Oh, cool. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool guy. Um, and I also got to hang out with Johnny Birch. Told hey, old well. buddy of ours. Old buddy of ours. It was really great to talk to them and talk about like projects we're working on and all of that great stuff. Some really cool things that we got coming up with Johnny. Some really cool things possibly coming up with James as well for Dead Meat. So a lot, a lot of fun stuff. A lot, a lot of. Exciting. A lot, a lot of. So, yeah, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Very excited for that stuff. Awesome. But... The film that we're covering tonight is Matt Reeves's The Batman. Just kidding. It's Cloverfield. You <laughs> made my heart drop, even though I knew, like, I was... I consider The Batman a horror film, so... I mean, you can. Yeah, 100%. Even my heart it's like dropped. <laughs> it's like, wait, we're, we're doing what? Yeah, like, did I miss something? So, aliens, the yeah. Riddler, is he a messenger or just a... <laughs> Killer <laughs> lizard people, <laughs> they're all around us. Yes, uh, Cloverfield, a film that I have only seen once before, mm. but we covered 10 Cloverfield Lane. We did, oh, so we're going retroactively backwards, I guess, to Cloverfield. First and foremost, gentlemen, thoughts. It's my first time watching it, really. Um, yeah, wow, and wow. I could see why people were so excited about this film in 2008. Um, I can only imagine watching it in theaters. That sounds like a blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where I saw um, But um, I think this movie is so thrilling because it feels like a 4D experience ride. And <laughs> that is so Dude, true. If they put this in the 4DX theater, that'd be insane. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, my God. And I think that a lot of people probably enjoy this movie because it really lends itself well to being immersive and it mm. really feels like you're part of the crowd, right? Because you have true. the first person perspective the whole time. Um, and I think people probably really enjoy like the thought of being a part of this and seeing if they survive um, or thinking about what would I do in this situation? Um, I think it's so cool to see. I mean, I've never and watching this. I realized like, Oh, I've never really watched Kaiju movies, but I've always yeah. like, had an appreciation for them. Like, I love that they exist. Um, I know I do. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But I've never seen any of the Godzilla movies, even though I had like a Godzilla toy that I loved as a kid. Oh, man. Right? But it was so cool to see this uh, take place in New York. Um, And I think it's such a perfect city to be at the ground level to see all this. Um. Yeah, and I. What's the? That's like the best. Yeah, is seeing it from the human perspective. I think. Yeah. Again, I haven't even watched any kaiju movies, but I feel like the perspective of those movies are omniscient, or like you see it from viewpoints that a human normally wouldn't uh, see from. But this movie is all about that. You're at ground level the entire time, even when you get really high up shots of like the monster. Right. Um, and that's. So cool. I think it's really well done. Uh, it, the shots going back and forth between different days. I'm like, it's not how it would work, but I see what you're doing here. Um, and I, um, other than that, I, I, I just found our cameraman to be very obnoxious and annoying. Oh my God. <laughs> like in real life? Yeah. I mean, real life and on this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, I mean, 
I'm not a fan of TJ Miller as an actor in general. I was the whole time I was like, dude, quiet as your as a character, right? It's like it's like shut up. Yeah. I shut feel like we all know a person up. like that in a way. Yeah, yeah but do. I don't want that friend. <laughs> his friends don't like him that yeah. much, but they're still friends with him. He's like, you're kind of a dick and then dumbass, but you're our dick and dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I'm really even the way they like treat him. Just like, yeah, you can sure. tell he's like yeah. they get on his nerve. They he gets on their nerves really quickly. Yeah. But um no, I really enjoy this movie. I'm, I'm so happy I finally got to see it because I know it's been uh, I've heard nothing but good things since it's come out. Does this make you want to explore more kaiju movies? You know, I've always wanted to. Hmm. Um, it's a huge array. Yeah. The thing is, when when I jump into something with so much history and content like that, I always want to start in the beginning. That's fair. This is probably going to be a great conversation for Midnight Hour. Nice. Yeah. We'll, we'll jump into movies. it. Yeah. Kaiju movies for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about kaijus in the Midnight Hour. Freddie, what about you? Uh, so this was my first watch this year. Uh, I've seen this movie a lot. I've seen this movie at least probably over 10 times. Wow. Uh, it's one of my favorites. This is what really got me excited for the Batman. It's kind of funny that you brought that up. I was like, I know what Matt Reeves can do because of this movie. Uh, he, like you said, is very immersive. He has a really good te- uh, camera techniques. And I feel like he tells a story very, very well. And it's super well paced. Right. This movie is only an hour 24. Yet so much happens in this yeah. movie. There's, There's a lot going on. There's words a lot. out of my mouth while I was watching this, thinking about like, man, what am I going to say on the show? And it was yeah. literally that sentence. It's, it's so it's much happens. Like, There's so, so much, much and it's beat by beat. It's not like badly paced too. It's not too fast. It's not, yeah. They slow down when they need to, but when like stuff happens, it continues to go uh, in the fast track. And these characters, they go through a lot. Uh, and, um, oh boy do they <laughs> it's effective it's very like you said immersive and you're part of the crew you're trying to survive with them and I feel like the casting was really well done because I feel like they had a really good dynamic and there's a lot of emotional bond and stuff like that and I do kind of like the back and forth between the April footage and the May footage uh, just because like every time they like stop the recorder it like feeds into a little bit into the tape of like what was previously recorded on there to show that it's like hey this is character development of like why he cares for this girl and why he has that purpose of going to find her in this crazy like chaotic uh, this situation is, this is supposed to be footage from or the footage was retrieved by a government right like we start with that that right. beginning shot of the government finding this whole stuff or whatever or them doing their little encryption stuff but yeah so that makes yeah. sense and I love, um, and hopefully I'm not stealing like a fun fact. I love that this movie was very secretive when it was like first produced. Uh, same, same thing with, with Ten Cloverfield, Cloverfield Lane. And Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, where they showed a teaser for this maybe a month before it released and they didn't even have a title for this movie yet. Right. It was during Transformers. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. just like crazy. Like, what is this movie? It's like, you're not going to find out, but it's coming out in like a month. I love right. when marketing is ballsy like that. Yeah. That's the best type of marketing to me. They Same. throw in J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, monster movie. They're like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I like this movie. This when, did, when did Super 8 come out? That was J.J. Abrams, right? Yeah. After what, this, for sure. Was but, it after this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I feel one like. was what, 2000? This was 2008. This was 2008, yeah. Yeah, Field. this was 2008. But I, I'm just curious, like, when that came out. Because I know Elle Fanning was uh, in 2011, it. Super 2011, Super 8. Yeah. Because, like, I don't. All I knew J.J. Abrams from before this was Lost. Like, I didn't really know yeah, him from right. much of anything else. Yeah. Um. So, like, 
the name J.J. Abrams didn't really get me pumped up, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Uh, I <laughs> wanted to see this movie because I was like, fuck it, Kaiju is like, uh, uh, let's, yeah. let's get in it. But um, I have a love slash hate for this movie. Oh, interesting. You don't like the 2008 clothing. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> True. But uh, I love this movie when the monsters are here. Yeah. I hate this movie for the storyline. Oh, think, yeah. I think the storyline itself, the story itself for me, like I am just not a fan of it. I don't like this whole damsel in distress. I'm going to go save the girl. Big time. I agree with you. Um, like I mm, that's fair. like I don't like the choices that all of his friends make, like Lily and Marlena. And like Marlena doesn't even know him. She establishes that early right. on. <laughs> so why are you ride. helping them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are you here? Why, why aren't you just like deuces? I'm going to go. And granted, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob gives them a, bun- a bunch of chances to just leave. And he was just like, I'm going to do this by myself. And I'm like, all right, dude. Like, I hopefully you make it. Like, I, <laughs> you know? like, yeah. like, I, I don't think I would have. I mean, I know I wouldn't have done that because it's just like, why? Not only that, but the the drive for the story and who they're trying to save, or at least, um, is it Rob? It's Rob trying to save. Rob trying, trying to save, to save uh, is Beth. a person that he spent one day with. And granted, they've been friends for a while yeah. before then. And this day, I, like, I don't know if it was like a redemption thing for himself, really. And this is something we're, we can talk more about. Mm. But that is that is my main complaint about this movie is the story itself. The story itself is very bland. It's very dry. And it's the story is just like whatever to me. What makes this movie fun are the monsters, not the mishaps that they get into, but like when uh, Marlena gets bit, fucking awesome. When she when she dies later, fucking awesome. Like yeah. like when uh, HUD dies, finally. Like it's just like <laughs> it's like all this stuff that's happening where I'm just like, this is what I like. Like the whole first twenty minutes of this movie is so boring to me. Yeah, because of this whole setup, I'm just like, just start get to the monsters, please. So that's for me though. That's just me. That's fair. That I just am not a fan of the storyline, but I do enjoy this movie. I think this movie is a ride, and I think this movie is is a lot of fun. It's just the story itself is very planned and very plain. And if this was without the monsters, obviously it would be a really bad movie. <laughs> you know, I think um, it would have worked out so much better if Beth and Rob's brother swap places. Ooh, you know it's. Huh. Beth that dies on the bridge. Yes, it's Rob's brother who's in that danger. He wants to go save. That, that makes a be, lot more yeah. sense. Yeah, that now I, that I, makes I, a I lot agree. more sense. The fact that like every there's a lot of people who care about him here mm-hmm. now. We got HUD who would care about him. Yep. We got Lily who would Girlfriend, care about right. him. Yeah. Like Marlena still oh, wow. like doesn't make much sense. But she just needs a group. Right. She yeah. just needed the group. And like Marlena's character genuinely makes no sense. Yeah. We just needed someone to die. Violently. Exactly. That's what I was. That to was present, literally it <laughs> to present that a Shout bite is lethal right exactly that was the that was literally her purpose as a character but we had all these other other characters that we have names for jen charlie antonio clark heather travis lee um and then the rest are just partygoers but like all these other people that we have yet 
they're not used. We have Antonio like used in the beginning where I'm just like, wow, the guy from fucking Superstore? Sons of Anarchy. Oh, wait, no, like, wait. Jonah from Superstore is in it. What's his name? Uh, J- Jonah from Superstore. I don't think I know what Superstore is. Oh, wait. Uh, Let me see. I'm derailing uh, us. I'm derailing us. It's the guy that Beth comes. Uh, oh, Travis. Room. This guy. Ben Feldman. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was like, I only, Jonah from Superstore. I only know him from As Above, So Below. Oh. oh. Yeah. That's a good call out. Yeah, thank you. But anyway, let's jump into this because we've been talking about 15 minutes. And I think we can talk about this a lot longer. <gasps> Cloverfield! <laughs> Directed by Matt Reeves. Released January 16, 2008. Runtime of one hour and 25 minutes. Shout the fuck out to that runtime. That is a perfect runtime. You know what? The perfect. credits are like 10 minutes. The credits are really long. This yeah. movie ends at like 110. Yeah. But <laughs> so much happens in that 110. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't feel rushed. It, it doesn't. doesn't. It's it like doesn't. it's a perfectly paced movie in my it's opinion. It probably because yeah. the story is so bland. Yeah. That... It allowed it to really fit in. Yeah. Which makes sense. <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> I do like the story flip that you said, though. That's great. Yeah, no, that would yeah. have been tremendously better. Budget of $25 million, which is shocking that this was a budget of $25 million. You uh, can this see it. feels like, but it feels so much larger. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Like, it feels like at least a 50. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking 40. Yeah, like it That's feels. That's the number it, that came to my head. It feels really large. I think, I think they. Um, $25.07. Wow. <laughs> $7. You know, I think they play around with that budget by or getting it that low because you have so many moments in the film where you see a snippet of the kaiju monster's right. tail or it's like, I love, that's my favorite thing about this movie. Yeah, yeah. Less is more sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. We even talked about that on Crawl. Nice. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, box office of $172.4 million with a rating of 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. We open to the sound of rubbling that fades to a static screen with a glitch image. It displaying the text, quote, property of the U.S. government do not duplicate, unquote. Continuing that this is a digital SD card footage with multiple sightings of case des- uh, designate, Cloverfield, revealing the location of the retrieval of the camera in Central Park. Jump to April 27th at 6.42 a.m., our current cameraman, Rob, who's looking over the New York's uh, Central Park, which, interesting, the whole date thing, Mm -hmm. like, that date stays there for a really long time, and and then the date goes away. You know, I didn't notice, because I remember remember thinking, is that going to be there the whole time? And uh, eventually, if it did go away, I just stopped noticing. Right. It goes away when they switch it to HUD. They have HUD do it, or not HUD, uh, Jason. When Jason has it, it shows the year in the day, or the day, or the month in the day, excuse me. And then it goes away after that. Wait, and then, took that feature off. But then it cuts, when it cuts back when and forth. When it cuts back, it shows back it to April. It shows, yeah. yeah. And yeah. maybe May as well. Maybe. Hmm. Anyway. Mentioning the time and that he's at Beth's dad's place, but he's out of town. It be, it already being a good day. He continues down the hall recording Beth's family photos, weird, before entering her room where she's asleep naked in bed. He playfully wakes her up with the camera in her face, whispering her name. She giggles, pushing the camera away as she covers her face. He flirtatiously comments that she's shy as she jokes that, that she could see this ending up on the internet. Rob tells her to cover up because he's interested in other things. She chuckles. Questioning what he's interested in, he bluntly says that he's interested in her. Cut to them hanging out on in bed, Rob throwing food into Beth's mouth before talking about how um, how she's never been to Coney Island. He's flabbergasted, wanting to take her to, while wanting her to take her while she takes his camera to film him instead, asking him if he want what he wants to do today. This is cute, um, interesting. 
moment. I mean, obviously she's fucking loaded. Like we could see where she lives. She mm-hmm. she like yeah yeah she's loaded it's like right. Nice. So it's just like <laughs> Coney Island peasants, but like <laughs> she she's why would I go there? <laughs> she this is just an interesting moment that makes the fight that they have later not make any sense. Yeah, mm. you're kind of left in the dark for a bit and until you put two and two together. Right, that was just I mean, like bro was just one night standing her. Yeah, yeah. What a dick. No, I was about to say, like, that totally makes sense why she's angry at him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I not mean, why yeah. he's angry it's at like her. It's like they had a great time because he probably didn't know how to feel about the emotions that he had towards her because, like, they he be friends this whole entire leaving. time. Then something romantically happens. What does this mean for their future? I'd rather not talk to you because I don't understand what I want to do next. Well, yeah, because he's leaving. Then I can't right. relate going to away party. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, hey, but... The difference is you're not leaving, but like, <laughs> I mean, the the fact that he is leaving that I can understand his feelings being a little like, I don't know how to express this, right? But whatever, you know, since he's going away to go work in Japan, uh, I know it's a kaiju movie, right? I love the the nod, but I always had thought this movie took place in Japan. Oh, interesting. Yeah, since I've never seen it, so yeah. I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna go to Japan. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think the first God or the first remake Godzilla um, was in Japan to start, then San Francisco. Very, very, very big side tangent. But do you remember that Dexter's Laboratory episode where the family comes (laughs) together and then um, they make like a Voltron because there's a Godzilla <laughs> episode. Yeah, 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 that was dope. That was a great episode. When they go to shit. Japan. All right, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Before he can answer, the camera jumps to May 22nd, 643 p.m. in the middle of traffic while two new folk, J- uh, Jason and Lily, are hectically walking. Um, I just realized that it was 642 a.m. for him in April 27th. And now for May 22nd, it's 643 p.m. Oh, yeah. oh, that was fun. Uh, he asks where they are going and irritated, she responds that they are going around the corner. Inside a convenience store, Lily instructs Jason to get testimonials from everyone with the camera. He doesn't understand why, since it, since it isn't a wedding, but it's your brother leaving. Like, wouldn't that be nice for your brother to have these little keepsakes? I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> She's trying to pay for the items while he's complaining about him having to having to do it. Cut back to April 27th, 11.14 a.m. Rob and Beth are in the subway headed to Coney Island. Back to back to Lisa and Jason, or oops, excuse me, not Lisa, Lily and Jason. Uh, she asks, she asks him if he can see in her, in her, if he could see her in the viewfinder, excuse me. Um, I need to make this text a little bit bigger. Uh, oh, wow. I lost my spot though. God damn it. I hate when that happens. <laughs> uh, you really are a papa. You got to make your text bigger. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. It's at that Aww. point. It's at that point. <sighs> <laughs> Adjust your glasses. Adjust <laughs> my glasses. Got to got to get to it. Um, while they are walking down the stairs up the stairs to the apartment, he's still complaining about having to record testimonies for his brother. He finally agrees to do it. She ignores after she ignores him after he comments that uh, he's pissed her off. Inside Rob's apartment, he goes up to his friend HUD, who's putting up a we'll miss you sign. 
this is nice. I've always kind of wanted to do something like this. Yeah. Like one of these like signs that's like made up by pictures and stuff like that. Well, not that. Oh. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I was like, I think he means the party. I mean the party. Yeah. But like, yeah. <laughs> but like, I want to like always throw like a surprise party, but I don't think people would trust me with keys to their house. Just like, I don't know where, but whatever. You can have my keys to my house. Nah, man. Don't. You mean to tell me I could do this? Dude. I Dude. You know you have an open door policy, right? I mean, y'all do. You can literally <laughs> stop by my house anytime you want. I like that. Yeah, I like that. All right, I'll remember. I'll that. hide a key for you. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, just uh, just shout it out right now. Where the, where's the key? So hidden? the key will be under the doormat. <laughs> it's going to be at <laughs> addresses. He tells HUD that he he has a job for him. HUD comments that he's already doing the sign. Um, Jason doesn't care. Bringing up bringing up getting testimonials from from people. He doesn't understand what Jason means. He quickly explains to HUD what it entails. HUD HUD doesn't know thinking HUD doesn't know thinking that it'll be too much of a responsibility. About to argue back until Jason mentions that Marlena is going to be there. He hands HUD the camera, telling him to take it and talk to her, wait, uh, wanting HUD to do his first. He turns the camera around, Jason giving his mediocre goodbye for his brother, claiming that uh, gl- claiming that to be it. HUD finds it to be kind of fun, going up to a bartender slash friend for the next testimonial. Many jump cuts of different people saying their goodbyes, including that dude from Sons of Anarchy. Lily comes up <laughs> to him and asking him about the camera. Uh, he tells her that he's documenting the night. She's confused, remembering that she wanted Jason to do that. He shares that Jason told him to do it and that it's going really well. She makes sure that he's taking it seriously. He promises that he is, asking if she would like for her for him to do her testimonial. She begins giving her testimony. Jason overhears her talking about him, so he uh, decides to crash it. She continues going. HUD spots Marlena behind her, and he begins filming her as Lily continues. She realizes that he's not paying attention. Calling out to him, he claims that he, uh, it was good before looking for Marlena. HUD pumps himself up to go up to her, but doesn't have the full courage just yet. Moving on to some random dude. <laughs> I actually love this scene. Random dude who has no what's idea up, what's going on. He's like, what's up, man? And he's just like, what's up? And he's like, yeah, man, what's up, man? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck do you need? <laughs> With this camera in my face. Um, you know who I didn't know wrote this movie until I rewatched it? Drew Goddard. Yeah. That kind of surprised me. I'm not too surprised. I mean, it, I mean, yes, this is something he would write. But it just surprised me that he wrote it in general compared to what his last film was. Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Cabin in the Woods type. Yeah. Buffy. Yeah. Man, I love Drew Goddard. Love him. I hate his counterpart, but I love him. Mm -hmm. As we all should hate his counterpart. He goes back to her um, as the music plays louder, calling out to her. Not wanting to be bothered, she nonchalantly greets him. Dude, leave her alone. He tries talking to her uh, about the testimonials, but jumbles and mixes his words, offering to film her for the testimony. She declines, commenting that she barely knows Rob, and she just came here to say hi to Lily. Then why the fuck did you do all this stuff for Rob? Why? Because she's so kind. Nah. And friendly. Nah. I think she was like, person. I don't want to be alone. I need a group to get through this. I'm sticking with these guys. Maybe. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. Is I don't that know about She was supposed you. to meet up with her friends, but she never did. And that's why, like, HUD, like, apologized. Like, oh, I mean, she was at that party for an awfully long time. Dude, she's a New Yorker. She came in. She's like, I don't know about you guys, but I need some guys. 
don't know about you guys, but I need some pizza and some guys. <laughs> he's adamant, making up that she's that he's supposed to get everyone, trying to explain what he's doing. She irritatedly comments that she understands what's what uh, what he's doing, but she doesn't want to be a part of it. She continues going through her phone, but she's still but he's still persistent, wanting to just do a short one. This was annoying. <laughs> he moves behind the bar, pointing the camera at her. Marlena turns toward the camera, doing her quick testimony, not really knowing what to say. He claims that was good. She asks if, if he has a card or something because her company enjoys these types of videos. He quickly admits that he's not a professional. Introducing himself, he, she, mistaken, she mistakes his name for a hug. He repeats his name, revealing that they've met a few times before. She asks us if she remembers him, excusing that he has, he has the camera in front of in front of his face. He moves the camera out of the way she claims to remember him. They give a little awkward small talk as HUD tries shooting his shot, but she's had enough and she runs off to go get some food. <sighs> um, he's epitome of creepy guy in 2008. Yes. Yeah. He's so fucking weird. Yeah. I was like, dude. Very aggressive. Very aggressive. Very, he very aggressive. He didn't give her a choice. He's, he's like, a, we'll just do it real quick. He's, he's an aggressive, nice guy. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, mm. yeah, the aggressive nice guy who probably tries to make you feel bad. Yeah, as a little gaslighting technique to yep. fucking talk talk to him for a little bit. Yeah. What a weird guy, man! I just hate that. Like, he, we're like on his shoulders the whole movie. Yes, which I find not seeing his face. <laughs> I mean that's that's fair, but it's the fact that I hear his voice so often. Yeah, where I'm just like, dude, can't you just be like the guy who was in wreck who like commented when he need to? Yeah, <laughs> like he talks way too much throughout yeah. this, and it's so obnoxious right. every time. He's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? I don't think Rob, I don't think that's a good idea, yeah. Rob. Rob, let's get that to the store. Rob, it's like, funny because he's like in real life too. He's like a stand up comedian, and you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if a stand-up comedian follows you during a like a disaster movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you get. It's I like think, this is yeah. This I is think annoyance. people don't like him anymore, right? Like, no, yeah, he's canceled. He's like oh, really? he's done yeah, a like, lot of fucked up shit. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, I've I've never saw the, subway, like, the appeal of TJ Miller as an actor. I I'm, just never saw it. I don't think he's back as an actor since like Deadpool two. Hopefully not. Because I just never seen the appeal. Like the fact that is the worst part of Big Hero Six, one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. Good movie, and he's in it, and he's the dragon guy, and it is like every time he 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 starts talking, I'm just like, you're ruining my whole experience. <laughs> like uh, he was also in Ready Player One. Not that I thought. Is he? Yeah, he's the big skull body dude. I don't see. That might be yeah. one of the reasons why I don't like that movie. Later that evening, Lily has turned uh, has them turned down the music, getting everyone ready into position. Like Rob couldn't hear the music outside the door. They all surprise Rob as he walks through the door, clapping and cheering. He acts like he's going to walk out as they all as they all have him come back in. He hugs his brother, wondering if he if he planned all this. Jason jokes that he's naive, so it was easy. He continues hugging people as they as they all yell for him to give a speech. Um uh, he gives his half-assed speech about being surprised and whatnot, then goes back to the party. HUD comes up to Rob asking if he was surprised. He jokes that he wasn't surprised. HUD plays along asking about how he how he's feeling. Rob continues that he's a little bored. HUD shuts the playful joke down congratulating him. Rob asks him uh, ask about the camera. HUD shares that he's he's 
documenting the night so he can take it with him to Japan. Rob jokes again about being able to watch it every night while he's there. Later on, Rob asks HUD if he's if he knows if Beth is coming tonight, he assumes so, knowing that Lily invited her. Cut to HUD just filming a whole bunch of random party shit, then filming Rob and Jason talking about something about until Beth comes into the apartment with another guy named Travis. Ooh, drama. It's really confusing at first. Unless it's you, very confusing. You put two and two together with the dates, right? Right. Because um, I was like, I thought wait. it was her brother. Oh, really? Uh, I, was like, I was like, is that her brother? I was like, <laughs> that's a date. But I was like, did she cheat on him? And right. then eventually, pretty quickly, I was like, oh, he's a rebound after. Yeah. yeah, he's a rebound. So he's just like, oh, where Travis, though, dude, like what happened to him? Did, was, he was, probably I, died. Was he? Was, yeah. Or or bear with me here. Or he was fucking smart. And he was just like, I'm not going to go back for you. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go like with I've these people. Once. <laughs> it's over I'm for out. you. Like, I'm, I'm out of here. Like, I mean, what bars in your chest? Which <laughs> I'm jumping ahead, but like when we see Beth later in the movie, she's like in her PJs, right? Yeah. So like, she you could tell like she was just like she just did from the party Travis. early, You're right? Yeah. She's she gave she's him a like, go home, Roger. Yeah. Travis, so, go take home, me home, Roger. <laughs> yeah. Lily greets her, uh, Lily greets her. Rob kills his conversation to greet her. Jason and Hud who um, ask who that guy is, um, but he doesn't know. Uh, but he's going to check it out. Fuck. Like I get it. It's for the movie. But it's just like, dude, how rude. Yeah. Like, how fucking rude. Rob hugs Beth. She apologizes for mi- uh, missing her- his surprise. He claims that being okay while introducing him to Travis. They shake hands, Travis claiming that he's heard a lot about him, then congratulates him on his new position as VP. HUD makes the situation even more awkward by jamming the camera in this guy's face, aggressively introducing himself. Hi, I'm HUD. You guys are so annoying. They both leave to grab a drink. Rob all all types of bummed out. HUD continues filming Beth with Travis, moving the camera over to Rob, sitting lonely <laughs> as he watches her. <laughs> <laughs> this was great. He approaches Rob, asking if, he, if everything is cool. He claims that everything is cool. HUD is about to explain his observance. Rob asks if the camera... Um, if the camera that he's using is his. Hud doesn't know. Explain that Jason gave it to him. Rob questions if he switched the tape because he ha- already had one inside. Hud doesn't know. Turning the camera, uh, turning just turning the camera on. It qu- it quick cutting back to Rob and Beth, then back to the party. He explains that there was a tape in there when he got when he got it. Rob puts his head down. Hud asks him why. He tells Hud that it doesn't matter. Hud continues wondering if he's cool because he's weirding him out, mentioning that they've haven't been hanging out or anything. Dude, mm-hmm. fucking put it together. Yeah. Mm. Like, like I get it. It's supposed to be this big secret, but obviously him and Beth had a thing. Yeah. Come the fuck on. Right. And they all knew from the past. They even said like, oh yeah, he's always been in love with her since right. high school. Like, like even, even if he was, even if they didn't have right. a thing. If he had feelings for her, right. seeing him, seeing her, her with, with another, another dude. Man. Yeah. It's just like, yep. well, yeah, I'll feel some type of way. Yeah. The way Rob's acting is so easy to put. Like two and two together, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, you're you're silly. Like, <laughs> you're just silly, dude. <laughs> Rob pours him a drink. Hud doesn't validate his friend at all and takes the drink. Just fucking throws him away. Hud just is like, all right, cool, man. Here's a drink. <laughs> like, just there you go, man. He moves on to Beth to give her a testimonial. She doesn't find it to be a good time at the moment as she looks at Travis. Hud, tra- I love Travis. He's just like smiling, just like. <laughs> 
testimonial. Like we <laughs> go for it, Beth. Hud tries to convince him, convince her that she's that he's leaving, guilt tripping her that she won't be able to talk to him in a while. She asks for Travis to get her a drink. He runs off to do so. Hud suggests that they do it in the kitchen. They move. Where's the drinks? They move into the kitchen. Beth begins that she didn't uh, want to do this on camera. Continuing that express to that it express how happy she is for him. Um, knowing how hard he worked for this job, meaning that she's really going to miss him. Rob comes in the kitchen asking if he could talk to her. A little hesitant, but she goes with him. Hud goes up to Jason, who's playing foosball, explaining that uh, there's something weird going on with Rob and Beth. Jason doesn't care, raising his voice, not now. <laughs> uh, that's enough permission for Hud to just go eavesdrop with the camera instead. Rob and Beth are arguing that he hasn't spoke to her in weeks, and he's upset for her bringing... Uh, bringing Travis to his party. So wait a second. You're upset because you haven't talked to her in weeks and bringing Travis to your party, even though you guys haven't talked in a few weeks. And that is your fault. Typical dude from 2008. Mm. Were we like this in 2008? Yeah. God, I fucking hate us. I hate us. <laughs> oh, man. It's like 15. No. Yeah. You weren't 15 in 2008. Yeah. No. No. No, you're like 17, 16, 17. 16, 17. Because you graduated high school in 2009, right? 10. 2010? All right. Well, there you go. That's a good way to put it. When did you graduate high school? 2010. 2010 as well? Fuck, make me feel a year older, God. They they called us the perfect 10. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hud gets caught. I remember that. Wait, what? Wait, say it again? Sorry, when Freddie was like, they called us. Wait, they did the same thing to you guys? I think so. No, we were the perfect 10. You were... Uh, Graduates at 2010s were perfect 10s or something. Did you guys have like certain signs that you would do like for like 010 or whatever? Well, I guess 10. Like signs, like finger signs or like... Yeah, like finger signs. Like we used to do 09 with like a sign like this. Where oh, we would curl our fingers and it would be 09. 09. That's and, clever. Yeah. So I, I was just curious if it's anyone like else. 30 years ago. I don't remember. I know. I was like, oh, 10? 30, like, <laughs> 30 years ago. <laughs> and then when you were born. <laughs> yeah. Hud gets caught. Rob yelling for him to go back inside the party. Lily brings him back into the party. He questions if she knows what they are fighting about. Claiming that she uh, that she has to tell him if she knows. No, she doesn't. Like you just pressured yeah. her to tell you and you forced her boyfriend to also pressure her. Like, gross. She yells that uh, that she isn't telling him as she walks away. He uh, he speaks to Jason, sharing, that, sharing what happened with him. Jason uh, wants to ask Lily... He finds out what's going to find out what's going on. They ambush her inside the kitchen to spill the drama between Rob and Beth. She tries covering it up um, that she doesn't know anything, but they continue putting on the pressure. She capes, agreeing to tell them, but not on camera. They agree, but Hud's an asshole and keeps the camera running on uh, running on his side as Lily reveals that Beth and Rob had sex. It happening a few weeks ago, but Lily uh, promised. Promised her that she wouldn't. They are stunned. Jason annoyed that she didn't tell him. Now, this is another thing that I don't understand. Why did he film that in general when this is supposed to go to Jason? Or, I mean, go, supposed to go to Rob. Right. Know? I think well, he's just like a gossiper. He wants to capture the But why? The he's stuff. Just, he's just well, you see him fun. afterwards. He goes up to like everyone letting them know. It's like, did you guys hear? Right. Also, I'm under he's the like, assumption at this point that he's had a few drinks in him and he's like, you know, either drunk or tipsy. And that, that's like, what I have to I feel to like go he's with. just like yeah. a little drunk detective. It's like, oh, I'm going to go to the bottom of this and I'm going to capture it on tape. Yeah, but that it's weird it's when he was just like, I, like I don't even yeah. want to use a video camera. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, because I think the justification is after he says that and he starts doing it, he's like, 
hey, this is kind of fun. Right. Right. And he's just like, now he's just like, I'm putting the camera in everyone's face. Yeah. Right. Yeah, maybe. HUD finds finds it to be an awesome idea to pass along the gossip to more people, more partygoers, including Marlena, who's drinking alone as she waits in the bathroom, who totally doesn't give a fuck, which goes more to my point. Why are you helping them? Yeah. You don't care. You probably don't even know who Beth is. Yeah, she was just meant to die. Like, what the fuck? In the story. Right. In the story. <laughs> Sorry, that kind of came out weird. Yeah. I mean, we, sh- we stand Lizzie Kaplan over here, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mean girls are shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, if this podcast wasn't Nightlight, a horror movie podcast, it'd only just be Mean Girls podcast. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, we stand we the fuck out of Mean Girls. Book. One page mean at a time. Dude, I would be fucking down. You know, BJ. Uh, Col- uh, Colangelo. Yeah. Her and her wife have an amazing podcast called This Ends at Prom, and they had an episode on, on Mean Girls, and it was phenomenal. Hell yeah. Like, that's honestly, <laughs> low key, that's my dream podcast to guest <laughs> on. <laughs> I want a guest on there so I'm fucking sure bad. We can make that happen. We probably yeah. can. Like, we have VJ on our show. Yeah. But, like, I don't think she knows that, like, secretly, like you love what it. a like, mean girls fan you are or i'm a huge fucking mean girls no, fan i yeah, love no. mean girls <laughs> I mean, who doesn't i don't think i'm a closet fan but uh it's yeah i do the musical fuck but oh anyway, so good it's so good yeah. and i don't like musicals <laughs> but probably because the they don't songs are catchy. sing the whole time and i know the story prior yeah so that's nice but yeah like hamilton not a fan. Anyway, he continues telling people until Beth bursts through the door to grab Travis. Rob comes in right after her. She gives her unthoughtful good luck to him, and she's like, all right. Uh, he gives his to Travis. What a dick. <laughs> what a dick. He continues angrily walking through the crowd of people, HUD asking if he's okay. Jason stops him, telling him not right now. HUD comments that they should that they should talk to him, but Jason reminds him that he already talked to the whole party. Lily wants them to speak with Rob. Oh, dude, if I was if that was my brother and I found out HUD fucking told the whole party, I would be livid. Fight him. Yep. I would be livid. I would yeah. take the camera away. I'm like, I'm going to fucking beat your ass, dude. <laughs> like, this Record is this. this is not okay. <laughs> like, dude, Lily wants them to speak with Rob, but Jason wants uh wants to give him space. Um, a very conventional brother thing to do, I guess. She convinces them to go speak with him as they are as they excuse me, as they are on their way to speak with Rob, HUD wonders how they should even approach this. They go inside his room and meet up with Rob on the fire escape, Jason demanding that they talk. Rob automatically gets defensive, Jason just wanting him to talk talk to them. He begins sharing that, that their relationship was just a spur of the moment. Then why do you care? HUD uh, mentions that Beth told Lori that he blew he blew her off. Um, who the fuck's Lori? <laughs> like, they, they say true, Lori. Yeah. I was like, who's Lori? <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a moment, I was like, did they mean Lily? I think that's. Lily just, I actually think that's a good approach for a found footage film to say just like a random, a random name, name that you never know. Right. It feels that's more true. real. It feels like more authentic. Yeah. 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 It feels like their world actually is living. Yeah. Like yeah. not every person they know is at this party. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Rob claims that he didn't blow her off because uh because he's leaving, not knowing that he not knowing what he was supposed to do. HUD comments that she was heartbroken. But HUD. Bruh. All of a sudden you care after telling the whole fucking party. He's that right. guy. God damn it. But Rob continues arguing that they are two separate things, it being better um, that they stay friends. The camera skips to Rob, saying that, that he feels like he's not good enough for her. Jason corrects him that he's not good enough for her. 
All right. Explaining that Beth is uh, is from a different planet, calling his brother a douchebag, but she's crazy about him. HUD adding that he's he's also in love with her. Jason continuing that he uh, he has to go after her. Rob doesn't believe it to be that simple, but Jason knows that it is. They continue uh, their they continue their pep talk um, and until something rumbles and crashes uh, around them. Finally, it gets awesome. Now the movie starts. Now the movie starts. They try gaining their balance while they look over and watch the cityscape fall into darkness. This is a fantastic moment. Yes, it is. The fact that it happens so suddenly, Mm -hmm. it's fucking fantastic. It makes all this bullshit technically still not worth it for me, but worth it at the end of the day. Because if... All of this was the film, and we just felt like this was going to be the film. Then we get this, and it's just like, whoa, this is an entirely different movie. But then they kept this movie going mm-hmm. while another movie simultaneously was happening in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> so it was like two different movies. Good way to put right it. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I guess like the whole first, it looks like mm-hmm. 17 minutes or so of this film is just all exposition of their connection with each other and their dynamic more so rob's feelings for beth yeah and send that up yeah which to me is still a really bad setup like it would have been better if they would have just made like the relationship super long like they've been dating for 10 years or some crazy shit like that and then she all of a sudden think, they just broke up i think it creates his character arc as a person it's like okay cool i've loved her my whole entire life uh, something happened. I kind of botched it. This is my time to prove myself that I do care about her and I don't want to leave and be with her type of thing. Yeah, but that could have also worked as well if they would have been dating for years and he would be like, well, I fucked this up. Now she's with this new dude. And yeah. that would have got more people talking. Would have been like That would have made more sense to tell all these partygoers like, oh shit, she came here with another guy after they broke up after five, ten years, whatever. Yeah, I guess it's maybe because it's like it being a secret makes it a little bit more. Well, that's the thing. Risky, what if I it, guess? I you could have had the breakup yeah. be a secret? Yeah, that's true. Right? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. Like this is these are the things that go in my head that I would have changed, and it, to me would have made the whole situation just better. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I like my. Switch. Yeah, I like your. My I like the switch. Yeah, yeah. I think the switch is great. Get like, the brothers in a fight. We could, ooh, that would have been you nice. You know, and then they one goes to his apartment. I mean, I guess it would be Jason, right? Right, Jason yeah. would have to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Like they had a podcast together, and he's like oh. leaving it to go to like. <laughs> Damn, ahead of its time, <laughs> 2008. Like, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you more. It's called the Brothers Podcast. <laughs> now it's just one brother. <laughs> Get HUD. <laughs> they run back inside. Jason's screaming for his girlfriend until he finds and hugs her. The lights come back on as the party goers are all trying to regain their composure. They gather enough. Uh, they gather around the TV to listen to a news reporting about the situation. The anchor mentioning that it was a possible earthquake in Lower Manhattan. She continues that that an oil tanker capsized in the middle of the harbor near the Statue of Liberty. Showing off the footage, HUD commenting that uh, that being really close to them. Jason wonders if they could see um, something from the roof. They gather a bunch of people and start heading up towards the roof. This was an interesting like apartment building that he lived in. Like It looked like a project on the stairwell, mm-hmm. and then inside it was like a loft. Yeah. Like a nice loft. Yeah. <laughs> so it was very interesting. Um, the city blaring with sirens as they all reach for an outcome of the of the earthquake. 
And I actually love this. Me because too. Because this harkens very well with what we all went through for 9-11 mm. yeah. in 2001. So I was going to comment on that um, at the top of the show, but I decided not, not to. But I, I, I like that this movie was ballsy enough to have it take place in New York. Because, you yeah. know, seven years later, um, and I feel like people would still be kind of afraid oh, yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but because I think for this movie, New York is such a good setting for it. Yeah. yeah. And this movie is the epitome of 9-11 and terrorist attacks and the war and so yeah. on and so forth. Like and they, this, this movie completely metaphors that. It's there's great. even dialogue when everything starts to go down. Right. Where when someone says, like, is it another terrorist attack? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. That was and I'm like, dang, that really... Extremely I mean, it's, it's a great level. example of what was on people's minds back right. then when, like, they react to something like this. Right. For yeah. years. But I don't think if that, you know, not that this would happen, right? But, like, if, if that happened today, I don't know. The younger crowd, uh, like, I actually, never mind. Anyone really would really jump to that at first, right? Right. Yeah. It, it's like, in touchy subject for sure, it's like a, a school shooting or a mass shooting. Yeah. Right? Like, we, we aren't seeing a lot of films that are having them yeah we are like there's one on hbo that came out recently the fallout, the fallout um yeah. with uh our queen jenna ortega um but <laughs> great movie dark movie it's a very dark movie and it's really really great very important um but like that film hands handles it pretty well with grace like a set of something like texas chainsaw massacre <laughs> the remake um or the sequel whatever the fuck you want to call it um handles it very poorly but very interesting. Jason asking someone if if this is the only light that uh, that went out. He mentions that a couple did, and some stayed on. HUD moves the camera, focusing on Rob, questioning what's going on, mocking that he should have left town a little sooner. A huge explosion by the Empire State Building, I think. Um, everyone screams and shouts. Before they start running and screaming as debris comes rushing toward them. They all run down the stairs, making it outside with a wave of chaos. I think that's the Empire State Building, but we totally see the Empire State Building later, like, completely intact. Yeah, so, so I don't know what building that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, in the moment when we see the Empire State Building's head later, I just imagine like the creature picked it up and threw it. Yeah, because I haven't seen it yet, so I'm thinking like Godzilla, like sure. Hmm. Uh, but I love the moment where the debris comes crashing, crashing down. down right? Yeah, because you don't really see that a lot of movies where it's like it's really about you don't really see it from the perspective. You see the of destruction, the, yeah. but you don't see the the yeah. the effects. Exactly. Right. They yeah, usually right. see the the brunt, the core of the explosion, not the aftermath of it and how it right. could travel. And thank you, Marvel. <laughs> I, I really like how it's done in this movie. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, it's just something more eerie as well. Being yeah, it's in that sound footage. It's just yeah. like, damn, this looks real. Well, not only yeah. that, but it's like at first you're like, it's so far away, damn, and then it come, you see it coming for you. Yeah. <gasps> it was great. It was like Pompeii. Like that was, that yeah, was wild. Yeah, yeah. Robin Hood both shout out if um shout if anyone has seen Jason. Lily's panic is short lived as the head of the Statue of Liberty is fucking hurled at, the, at them. Another man screaming, "Oh my god!" over and over as the crowd of people start taking pictures of the head. I was like, "Wow." Even in 2008. Man. Yeah. Shitty ass cameras too. Yep. Jason comes running toward Lily, hugging her as he apologizes. More rumbling HUD catching a glimpse of something moving through the smoke. He asks if anyone saw that, but the Empire State Building collapses. 
I think, uh, moving smoke and debris rapidly through the streets. Everyone runs and scatters. Rob, the homies, and some random folk make it inside of a, of a bodega, hiding out as something stops outside the shop. HUD shouting that he saw it and it's alive. I love that line, though. Mm-hmm. I saw it and it's alive. I'm like, that is great yeah because it's so eerie mm-hmm. it's such a great line i, I just love like the amount of details of the destruction that's going on too oh, yeah, it looks great. really fucking so i'm surprised yeah. the budget's not bigger yeah the action right. looks phenomenal and then like every time like the ground shakes like you just see like stuff off the shelves like fall and stuff like that's like you put in that detail of like right. everything yeah. yeah like this looks realistic absolutely absolutely um and just a quick reminder everybody uh we don't have any more mid um episode ads so we're just going to keep the show going. The wall burst open with an outstanding roar from the large creature. The camera drops. Everyone in the area coughing from the cloud of smoke. Jason decides to use the curious one, instructing Lily to wait there despite, um, excuse me, decides to be the curious one, not use, um, instructing Lily to wait there despite her efforts to shout for him not to go. Robin Hood follow him as they all go outside, covering, coughing, and gagging from the smoke with the rest of the dusty stragglers. Lily spots Marlena ha- um, having her sit down on the ground. This this is great. Like, this is great. Like, I mean, yeah. that is very scary, but that's the only reason why I can think of why Marlena would probably stick with Lily, because Lily, like, I guess came up to her. First. She's the only one that she knows at this point. Right. They're all trying yeah. to survive. Yeah. Yeah. I would not have gone to that party if I was her. Um, HUD films the surrounding destruction as Lily helps out her friends on the sidewalk. Rob asks him about what he saw. HUD's not sure, remembering that he uh, he has it on film. They instruct him to rewind it. He does. Skipping back to Rob and Beth talking about his job offer in Japan, back with a group of frantic people, a woman yelling that she doesn't know uh, what it was, but it was giant. Their shouting is overlapping until Jason quiets them down, yelling that they don't know what it is, but they know that it's still here and they need to get out of there. Fucking fair point. Mm-hmm. Very fair point. Um, this is this is all super connecting really well. Like with kaiju films, though, like I feel like this is a perspective that we see quite a bit with kaiju films. Like they always usually start this way and then it goes and moves on to like the grand scale of like right yeah the monsters fighting and things like that um but they all kind of show this immense panic in japan and things like that and i think the japan callback is fantastic because that's where kaijus are from yep um so that they they originated of godzilla and so on and so forth and and there is a list of things that i'm going to talk about in inside of the midnight hour for sure like there i have a list of kaijus that we have um a huge list of kaijus that we have um that i'm gonna love to talk about but yeah, like one fun fact right off the bat is that the kaiju that we see in this film is technically a baby. Yeah, that's crazy. Whoa. Yeah, it's technically a There's baby, a and it was stuff. just like I just woke up. What the fuck? Shooting shit at me. Damn. So, yeah, it's nuts. It I nuts. love like the the secret stuff behind like the movie and stuff like that because they talk about this movie a lot, and a lot of people have discussed a lot of like theories and stuff. Yeah, and there's little Easter eggs in this movie too. It's great. There are. 
There are. Rob, Jason, and one of the party dudes are trying to contemplate on where they should run off to. While HUD goes to check on Lily and Marlena, Lily uh, wondering about what's going on, HUD explains that they are about to get out of there, asking if Marlena is okay to move. She picks up Marlena. She comments um, that it was eating people. The group of, of people start moving down. I was fucking hungry. What do you mean? The group of people start moving down the road, walking past all the debris. Rob asking HUD for his phone, but he left it back in the apartment. Lily mentions that there isn't any signal anywhere. Anyway, they all continuing. They all they all continue moving, passing up a group of screaming people that are on stretchers. This is great. I love the fact that there is no signal and things like that because these creatures are radioactive. Mm. It's fucking awesome, and I think that's so clever. God damn it! I think this is so really great stuff, and this really like for kaiju fans, like we eat this shit. Like, really this cool. is great. Like this is great because it's like all of these little tidbits that are happening with these kaiju's um, that we see here. And I, and correct me if I'm wrong, Freddie. Is um, I guess this is a question for you, Freddie. Is Pacific Rim technically same universe as Cloverfield? I know Pacific Rim is based in so. the feature in the no. future, but we have the same concept of like where HUD says it. I think it came from the ocean. And in Pacific Rim, they all come from the ocean. All they the kaijus do. do. But they are coming through a gateway from the ocean. Right, a gateway through yeah, the ocean. Yeah, so they live in a different uh, dimension or something like that, and they have a gateway that opened. Shout uh, out to Stranger I, I Things can, 4. Right, for real. <laughs> this is, uh, it's Vecna. Um, have you seen it yet? Yeah. Oh, it's really so good. good. Be, <laughs> as this episode comes out, it's already done, but yeah, Volunteer is coming out for us soon. Right. Um, it's one of those things that I'll talk about a little bit. Because uh, one of the Easter eggs in one of the videos of them going to Coney Island, towards the very end of the film, you see something fall from the sky into the ocean and it splashes. And that's something a lot of people didn't catch in theaters. But someone like, I can see something fall. Oh. Yeah. That started this back in April. And now it's the effects of like May, which is really cool to see. That's really cool. And then in 10 Cloverfield Lane, we hear a little bit like this is all theories that people are coming up with. People love this fucking movie and how like everything's interconnected. So many theories. They're like, oh, that was a satellite that fell, which woke up this creature from the ocean. Essentially, this alien creature. Okay. Uh, and then we find out that John Goodman's character in 10 Cloverfield Lane is a yeah, technical he, engineer for the companies that Rob right. was supposed to work and at. And then there was a shitty movie that called Paradox came out. I haven't seen it. Which kind of, that events kind of triggered everything that happened. Right, it was supposed to be in the past, right? Yeah. Like, right Somewhere before so like, Cloverfield. I need to rewatch it, but they were like jumping time zones or different like dimensions themselves and i feel like they're the ones that brought it in right and then you see at the end you see a a, a shot of like one of the creatures yeah and i was like oh it's all connected yeah yeah but tinkler phil lane really plays with this very well as the company that rob was supposed to work at we even see was rob's that, credentials right being the vp and that was great. I thought that was all really great stuff. Do you think uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane is a result of the reaction of the theory crafting? Or do you think it was always the author's intent? I think that 10 Cloverfield Lane is the birth of $175.8 million box office. <laughs> but um, I do think a lot of, of 10 Cloverfield Lane came from a lot of the concept of the human connection aspect. And I think folks connecting with the humans more on this scale, like in Cloverfield specifically. But uh, I think 
them hearkening on the fact that like 10 Cloverfield Lane was all about the humans, mm-hmm. no matter what. Like it was yeah. always about the humans. And I thought that was great. Um, then we got that last little bit in 10 Cloverfield Lane, which Dan Trachenberg actually listened to that episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He liked yeah. it. it yeah, cool. he did like it. He liked it a lot. And he said we nailed all the points. I hey. thought that was pretty cool. Um, I was like, Dan, you want to come on the show? And he ghosted me. But uh, he follows <laughs> like, me on Twitter. I, I give you the compliment. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he follows me on Twitter. So maybe I can ask him again later. Uh, maybe for prey. Um, oh. HUD, try- I know HUD trying to get some, um, some info from the office officer directing them, but he tells him to keep moving. If he's not injured, he does, he does as he's, to- he does, as he's told Jason checks with Lily o- on Marlena asking if she's doing better. Um, HUD questions what, excuse me, HUD questions what it was uh, since, since he, since he saw it, or she saw it, excuse me, Lily cuts him off uh, with not now. He apologizes as they continue toward the Brooklyn Bridge. They continue walking on the bridge as the helicopter overhead instructs him to not stop and continue moving. HUD seeing someone stopped on the bridge filming the, destru- the destruction that they are leaving behind. He turns the camera, zooming in on the destruction, Rob asking if he's still filming. He, uh, he is, believing that people are going to want to know what, what all went down. You know, I uh, wonder if, like, found footage movies in general are to blame about this kind of film everything culture that we live in now. I think so. Mm. Like, I mean, when, like, if someone was about to get attacked on a, on a bus, people are more filming. inclined to film it than help. Yeah. And I think, I, like, I and wonder if, they make a great like, point of that in the movie footage. Kick-Ass, too. That is true. Yeah. Which is a great scene where he's getting beat up. It's like, yeah, I'm going to stand up for this random guy while everyone's watching filming. Yeah. Because he's tired of it. People not doing, doing something anything. like that. Yeah. So it's like, damn. So it's it's interesting. It's really yeah. interesting. And uh, to point out like where they cut to another person filming too, a lot of the rumors for the next sequel are talking about like that could be the POV of that person, his group. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And Wait, it never what? came. Uh, so when this movie first came out, they're like, oh, the sequel is going to be the point of view of that other person filming. Oh. Of the same night, but different But situation. that never happened. Yeah. Right. Then 10 Cloverfield Lane came out. Uh, and I just found out last January 2021, uh, they did say that they're working on the script for a direct sequel for Cloverfield. Hmm. Interesting. I'm cool with that. So maybe it is going to be that guy. Maybe. We'll see. Because, like, what they all died. Like, what's the like, like, well, they said the direct sequel will not be a found footage. No, that's fine. Yeah. But, like, they all died. It'll so probably I'm be curious. a completely different group yeah, of people. Yeah. yeah. Curious on how that's going to work. That'll be fun. Maybe it'll be on the military side. I don't know. Rob's phone begins ringing. He frantically answers it, calling calling out to Beth. He moves off to the side, trying to hear hear what she's saying, asking if she's okay. HUD stops. Um, excuse me. HUD stops Lily and Mar- uh, Marlena. She calls for Jason to stop, but he's getting pushed by the crowd. Rob continues trying to calm her down, asking where she is, not understanding the fact that she can't move. The helicopter shines the light on them, instructing them to move. The bridge begins shaking and rattling. The folks be, uh, below in their cars all get out and run the opposite direction. Marlena screams for HUD, but he can't get over to them. Lily screams for Jason, who's on a pole, shouting why they stop. Um, she yells for him to watch out as a huge fucking tentacle comes crashing down on top of him. I can't really explain why, but this scene is sick. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love how, like, the bridge moves and, like, flexes yeah, yeah, as like it gets flexes. destroyed. I don't know that, but that, like, 
tentacle whip and it made yeah. me think or wonder if there was multiple monsters i mean that's a theory too isn't it that is a theory yeah because You're i like that's not the creature <laughs> yeah i was wondering like, well, remember. like they would see it i mean i guess it was in the water but it's like i don't know it made it seem like it was off in the distance right so like that in which it was right like we yeah. saw the destruction in the city exactly it's no way that the creature ran over there but like we know that the creature is a baby so a lot of the theories that have been crafting up with this one is that that's probably the creature's mom. Oh, damn. And they're thinking maybe it could be an instinctual thing where this creature is probably in search to bring food back to its mom. Interesting. Or maybe it's like leaving the nest situation. Like, yeah. All right, you're on your own. It's just like, what the fuck? You have me go in this city. Like, <laughs> I'm dying. So <laughs> Help me. <laughs> the theory is that this came from the water. The water. Yeah. And no one knew. Mm-mm. Interesting. I mean, and they use this uh, again in Pacific Rim as well, which Pacific Rim is another kaiju movie. Yeah. What city does Pacific Rim take place in? Uh, I think it is a distant. Is it Japan or is it? Because I'm wondering if I when I like... thought Cloverfield takes place in Japan, was I? I was wondering if I was thinking about Pacific Rim. It's possible. I just know it's in the future. Oh, it's in the future. Um, yeah, because they create like mechs. Like, yeah, I was going to say, mechs. I think yeah. I remember there it's, being. It's Del Toro. Del Toro, yeah. It's Del Toro, it's so, good. so like. I think you would like it. The monsters are definitely I mean, there. mechs, I'm always down. Um, I mean, it's it's dope. It's like fucking Gundam versus Kaijus. Hell yeah. Um, so it's fun. But Lily screams for her uh, now dead boyfriend as the whole crowd pushes to run off the bridge in the other direction. The crowd all makes it off the bridge, Hudge, um, tripping and falling, but quickly getting back up. They all stop in front of some for Marlena stopping Lily with Rob as she mourns her boyfriend in a panic. HUD apologizes to Rob about, about Jason, but he's in shock. He spots a group of people looting inside of an electronics store. Rob moves to lean on the wall, HUD trying to convince him that they need to get out of there, um, it not being safe there. Thinking that they uh, can make it to Lincoln Tunnel, wondering what they're going to do. There's like a fucking million bridges in New York, just choose one. <laughs> like, just fucking choose one. Well, <laughs> how many of them take you out of the city? I think there's 21 bridges that take you out of the city. Damn. Of Manhattan. God. I think. I think. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, our internet's not working great, so I'm not able to check. But people pushes them uh pushes past them rob checks his phone upset by his dead phone uh, upset by his dead phone battery <laughs> he runs across the street hud yells for him marlena wondering w- where he's going hud chases after him inside the electronics store he looks up at the tv with this with the newscasted showing the incident on the bridge and another with the creature moving through the city he turns up the tv of the creature displaying his uh, displayed is wreaking havoc on the tv army tr- an, an army truck came bl- come blaring down the street, demanding that they all evacuate. They move toward the creature, HUD spotting and pointing the camera, the camera at the growling creature, at the growling giant. He, he goes back into the store for Rob, shouting that they need to get out of there because there's strange shit going on, yet Rob continues searching for a battery that he can fit into his, into his phone. Um... <laughs> I mean, my dude is definitely trying to get to his boot right now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no, he's so hardcore panicking about it, too. The looters, all, the looters all stop as they look up at the screens above. You know what would be fucking hilarious? What if they're all just watching SpongeBob instead of the news? <laughs> right. I mean, it's right next to it. It's right next to it. That's true. Like, that would have been great. <laughs> I love that in the credits, too, that we see, like, oh, special courtesy of Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, <laughs> yeah. SpongeBob, yeah. I mean, you got to ask. <laughs> 
right? <laughs> yeah. I do love the 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 fear in people where like they're just going crazy, they're looting, they're focused on like stealing, and then something grabs their attention. And we see that we're like it's went from chaos to just quiet and paying attention. Right. I think that's a great use of like suspense and it's a great great use of environment. Environment, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Like it's it's really telling on where how these folks are quick to shift their priorities. Right. It shows a sense of realism to the movie itself. Right. Like right. this is a natural human reaction. It's like I'm just being chaotic and stealing because everyone else is. It's just like pure chaos. It's like something very serious is happening right now. I'm stopping what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's scary. just like this fucking boom box that I just got does not matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It's like, no, we can die. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm going to drop this. And like the military is like doing stuff and it's not working. Yeah. Yeah. The creature stomps by the military, the helicopter footage mentioning that something is coming off to it. A smaller spider-like creature falls to the ground, attacking people, causing the the soldiers to run away. Everyone gasps. Marlena rushes into the store, shouting that they gotta go. HUD yells that he's been trying to tell him. Marlena goes over to Rob to talk some sense into him. I would have loved his ass. Rob hops on his phone, shooting, uh, shooing, shooing them away, shouting for them to stop and wait. No, fuck you, Rob. Right? Let's go. No, let's go. Like, what the fuck are we waiting for? Just so he could check his goddamn voicemail that Beth left. You could, we couldn't have gone to safety and you check your voicemail. Right. That was his main priority, I guess. Yeah. It was. And once again, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, love, it just makes people do crazy things. I know? mean, yeah, but if I met my wife and only, like, been with her for a day... I don't know if, if you were always in love with her and she was always your friend for life. I mean, I have always been in love with her. Yeah. And I would go back for her now. But we got 10 years history. Like, <laughs> like, like, I don't think she would go back for me if we were just finally like even no matter how long we've been in love with each other. And I think if we only like hooked up for a day and something were to happen, I don't think she would try to like go for me. I think she would try to get to safety. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, it's just like, if we both make it out, great. If not, I'd be like, oh, fuck, that, that's horrible. Right. I'm so sad he didn't make it. On to the next, like, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know, but I don't know. He checks his voicemail from Beth. She cries for him to, um, that she can't move, sobbing that her apartment fo- wall fell on her sucks she cries for his help that being the end of the message trying to hold back tears he heads he heads out rob calls beth back explaining that he got her message and that he's coming for her you know it would have been fucking crazy if she would have just been dead there they would have went there for no reason or like she was safe somewhere else that would be she was not at the apartment she was already gone like someone already saved her. It's like sorry, that would have been great. It's just like sorry, uh, my phone died. And I couldn't wait to get the charger or a battery. That'd be that, stupid to stay there. That would have been amazing <laughs> if she would have been like Rob, Rob, Rob. I made it to safety. He's like, what the fuck? I'm at your apartment. Yeah, get out of there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, you silly goof? Yeah. Hud tries to talk some sense into him as they move toward the wreckage, and he reminds him that Beth lives in Midtown. T- um, toward all of this, Marlena runs up to them, expressing how insane this is and for them to not go in the middle of the city. Rob agrees that they are pointing toward the military and for them to go go with the rest of the crowd. 
He apologizes. As she continues moving toward the middle of the city, HUD shouts for him to stop, threatening to tackle him. Rob exclaims that he that. Uh, they can't talk him out of it. This not being uh, being him crazy, claiming that he knows what he's doing. No, you don't. Lily expresses that she's coming with him. Okay. He tries to talk her out of it. Marlena reminding them about the message and, that, and the chances that Beth of being alive are slim. Rob tells her to shut up. I'd be like, no, Rob. You shut up. Think logically here. I mean... I will give it to Rob when he reacted this way um, because it sounded like she was like she was going to say she's probably already right. dead. Right. Yeah, and I think that's very that's very insensitive. Very insensitive. Yeah. So he's. But at know. the same time, I also think that she's everyone's scared. <laughs> yeah. Right. And her logical sense is just like we need to get out of here, and these people that I'm with need to come with me. Yeah. Because but uh, I would have just left. Because if it were me, I Sorry. gave. Rob the past and I was like all right you do what you want to do but when he's like you guys can go you don't have to come with me right I want to do this go do what you need to do right so like that's that's where I was just like at least he tried giving yeah. his friends an out yeah yeah they had an out but his friends are stupid <laughs> and they came with him I mean Lily I get Lily makes sense it's her friend too yeah and not only that but like she has sh- nothing else to live for <laughs> Yeah, I was I was gonna go <laughs> around the I mean, I'm saying, fuck it. I was going to say at first, like, you know, that is that's your boyfriend's brother, so I'm sure right. you guys have somewhat of a bond. Yeah. yeah. And after losing She knows your how boyfriend, it feels like I don't want you to lose your loved one too. Yeah, exactly. I'm right. coming with you. Yeah. Or I'm gonna help. It's out what Jason would want me to do. Well, <laughs> we know that Lily survives. Yeah. So do or we? do we? Or do we? Right. Yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna say she did. I think so, too. I'm going to say she did. I hope so. Uh, him and Lily start moving toward the wreckage. Marlena and HUD sheepishly follow them as they continue to try to talk them out of it. HUD is stopped by a man speaking in Russian. HUD apologizes to him uh, for not being able to understand him. Marlena calls for HUD. He leaves the man shouting for him in Russian. HUD asks Rob if he's tried calling 911 to see if anyone else can can get her. What a dumb question. It's a... It's a HUD question. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A very HUD question. He agrees that he couldn't get through before they all stopped by this uh, the screeching creature. The rocket fired right at it and the military soldiers coming coming excuse me, come firing at the creature. The crew all move out as the um, out of the way as the firefight continues in the street. HUD screams for Rob across the street from the chaos. Rob yells that they are going in that direction toward the fight. They all run, dodging the bullets and debris and roaring creature as they run inside the subway. HUD falling down on the stairs after um, getting an amazing shot of the screeching alien. I love this scene. This This scene is like top tier crazy chaos. This is cinematic as fuck. It is. Yeah. This is awesome. The sound design too. I had this like blasting in my like living room. I was like, oh yeah, for sure. So good. I had to watch this at my in-laws place, but. Yeah, I mean, I had headphones in, and yeah, the sound was just absolutely miraculous in this moment. Yeah. That screech is something out of pure nightmare fuel. <laughs> I love the creature design, too. The creature design is oh, very it's well great. done, and I it's love the unique. characteristics the creature has. Right. It kind of looks like a bat, like the face. Mm, yeah. Oh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, like the face, like the nostril and the way it snarls, like when we yeah. see it later with HUD. Um, but like, yeah, I'm, looks I'm a good. huge fan of this creature. Yeah. 
Huge, huge fan. Um, Rob, Rob runs over to excuse me. Rob runs over to him, checking to see if he's okay. They move away from the stairs, catching their breath as HUD asks, "What the hell is that?" Nobody answers. They continue trying to catch their breath as the lights flicker above them. HUD and Rob look around for a moment. Rob coming up with the idea of them crossing to the next platform, thinking they can wait wait for a lull before moving again. HUD agrees that um that there is there isn't going to be a lull, but Rob frantically continues formulating his plan. He he agrees, but tells Rob that they have they have to wait and to realize what's going on. Lily agrees with HUD. Uh, Rob up, Rob's upset, pushing over a newspaper stand. Oh. I need to get the fucking bath. Cuts to later in the evening. The fight above ground continues at the uh, as the quartet sit around and continue waiting. Rob Rob's phone uh, rings. He somberly looks at his phone. HUD asking him what's wrong. He gets up, taking the phone call with his mom on the other line. Yeah, dude. Hmm. How about try to get to her? Her fucking son just died. Your brother. Yeah. But I, I do like that we get this moment so we can mourn him. But I think the assumption here is that she is not from New York. Right. No, for sure. She's from yeah. Jersey. Oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, I was like, damn. <laughs> it's kind of close still. Um, how did you guys feel about him, one, telling his mom over the phone, and two, like, he never really confirmed the death. Do you think, think he, it was I think enough? He said Jason died, right? Or on yeah. the phone? Yeah, he did. Right, but I'm just saying, like, you think he could have survived? Yeah. Oh, because uh, do we really get like to that see thing like fell it's a on direct him. hit? I felt like we never got to see that technically, but just that whole area just like yeah. collapsed into the water, I guess. And you know what I was gonna bring up was like, can he wait until he sees his mom in person? But like, but this who could be his knows? last chance to talk yeah, to her. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, and it was. It, it didn't have to be though, or is yeah. right. He didn't have to. Go he for didn't have to go for Beth. Like it, this did left. not have to be his last moment to talk to his mom. Yeah. There's multitude of opportunities for him to fucking get out of here. Yeah. But no, I'm surprised that of all places he got serviced again. It was a subway. subway. Yeah, yeah, doesn't make sense. Fucking, I don't know, man. We had antennas back then, I guess. <laughs> uh, even though an iPhone technically was out, um, the 3G was out around that time. Hmm. He assures her that he's uh, he's okay. And that they're being um, evacuated right now and for her not to worry. He shares the news about Jason dying on the B- Brooklyn Bridge, sobbing as, she, as he goes to sit alone on a bench. Lily goes over to him to com- comfort him. He hugs her as, she, as he continues to sob. HUD goes over to Marlena, sharing that he, that he doesn't know what to, do, what to say to Rob, feeling like he should say something. I love that she just doesn't fucking respond to him. <laughs> yeah, she's and she's just like, like, one I don't know what to say to him either, so probably don't say anything. And two, like, she's obviously in shock. Yeah. Right? Like, she's still in shock from the whole situation. The way she's staring at him with, like, her eyes are kind of glazed over, and she's just, like... So traumatized. Right. Exactly. She reveals that she um, wasn't she wasn't even supposed to be there. He reminds her um, that she had her chance in the alley leaving them. Remembering that she was supposed to meet up with some of her friends, he apologizes. Lily and Rob get up indistinctly talking while uh, looking at a map. H&M, excuse me, H&M is uh, not the store, but uh, H&M was the name of, um, God, who the fuck was H&M? HUD and Marlena. There we go. H&M head over uh, to them uh, to see what's going on. You know what's funny? I usually, when I do that, Uh I do it as placeholders 
and, you and then I do it. the replace button yeah. so I can replace it with the names. But I didn't do that. Agent of Ed over to see what's going on. Rob exclaiming that this is the six um, and they can walk down the tracks. Marlena questions them uh, walking through the tunnels. This just totally made me think of Mimic. I was like, what oh, if that fucking yeah. Mimic monster was in here? And it was just like fucking... They're just fucked. <laughs> I mean, it, that would have been get... great. <laughs> oh, man. You almost get that in the way. Almost. Almost. Instead, we got kind of alien-esque. Little insect type creatures. This was great, though. This is still fantastic. He gives her an ultimatum, HUD agreeing um, to walk to, through the tunnels. They all move down in the dark tunnels, Rob turning on the camera after they complain about about not being able to see. Continuing down the tracks as HUD expresses conspiracies of this alien coming out of the ocean. See? Oh, that makes sense. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They humor him as he continues that they could uh, could have flown there from another planet, which kind of goes back to your Easter egg, Freddy, mm-hmm. of the falling down into the water. Marlena comp- uh, compares it to Superman. He's oddly shocked that she knows the most popular superhero. What the fuck? Yeah, that was like who doesn't know? Like what? It was it was weird. My daughter knows who Superman is, and she hasn't she even was seen like, him. Just born, right? She was like like Superman. She can't. Like, yeah. <laughs> Her first word. Her first word was actually data. Let's get it. Uh, she she stops him, mocking his uh, mocking his shock <laughs> that he also knows who Superman is. That was great. She's like, wait. You know who Superman is? You're that was Garfield? awesome. <laughs> Rob rem- reminisces about his last words to Beth was good luck tonight, Travis. <laughs> he probably fucked your girl. <laughs> <laughs> Lily knows that she didn't uh, that she didn't mean that, sharing that she said some awful things to Jason. I am curious though, how much time passed when he said that to her at the party? Because that looked quite immediate for them to go check on him. I would assume they probably gave him maybe 15, 20 minutes, and yet she lives extremely far. Right. And New York has a lot of traffic. She took the subway. She took the subway. Probably took the subway. Yeah. Probably took the subway. I don't know. She looks kind of rich. Yeah, I don't think she would do that. I mean, okay. I I, I assume she took a taxi because it's at night. Or Travis drove her. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. She looks like she would be a character in Gossip Girl. Like she just, she seems that rich. You always have a, you always take your chance to bring up Gossip Girl. I mean, <laughs> Mean Girls and Gossip Girl. Let's get it. Know what I'm saying? Let's get it. Guilty pleasures? Not really. I'm very out of the closet with those. <laughs> he believes that that to be different. She doesn't understand why. He expresses that Jason knew uh, that she loved him. They continue. Uh, they continue in the dark. HUD breaking up their silence by reminding them about the guy who was uh, lighting homeless people on fire in the subway. What? The fuck? Yeah, this dude's so weird, dude. Did y'all look it up? No. This really happened. Oh, no. I was like, yeah. oh, my fucking God. Of course this happened. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Rob cuts him off um, about that not being the best topic of discussion right now. Hud agrees, but then continues about how scary it would be if a flaming homeless guy came out of the dark. Yeah, that's what you're afraid of. Great. I know, right? 
uh, not the fucking monster that's up above ground. <laughs> Rob shouts <laughs> shouts for him to stop. They they hear something bang behind them, but they keep moving. Marlena's um, startled by a, f- a flurry of rats running. HUD realizing that they're running in the same direction. Rob commenting that they're running away from something. They quickly mm. follow the rats down the tracks. HUD w- wondering how much further toward the next station. They stop when they hear a screech behind them, turning around and waiting until they see something for some reason. What are you waiting for? Freddy, would you do this? The fuck? I wouldn't even go in the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> David, would you I would have escaped the city a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would uh, take the tunnels. It's just too risky. That's way too risky. It's just like, why would you take the dampest, darkest place possible? Honestly, I'm so just you're worried underground, about, You're away like, from the monster. It makes sense. I don't know. It's a big fucking monster. It could like crash through the ground. That's right? what I was thinking the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then I was thinking like, well, buildings are really heavy, but I'm like, well, there's probably a lot more support underneath the ground where a building is, but not where a road is, and that's probably where right. the subways go underneath. So I'm like, why yeah. is this monster not just crushing through the roads right now? Also, I'd be super scared of a train just coming through. Mm. Yeah. What if they're like on a schedule and like I don't know. Trains just like a ghost train or something. Just someone just like being like, I'm a conductor. <laughs> I'm a hop in this train and just go. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of yeah. here with this train. <laughs> Rob instru- instructs him to turn on the night vision, going over to the camera to do it for him. He, um, When he turns it on, there are spider-like aliens on top of the ceiling, hissing and clicking at them. Huddy yells for them to- for them to run as they drop down chasing after them. Lily gets downed by one. The crew all run back to help her. HUD getting hit and dropping the camera but makes sure that it, um, to get it when he comes back up. There's this moment in this movie where it makes me think, why are you holding the camera still? Yeah. You know, That's because fair. we do this show, I always think about that during right. footage now. And granted, the first concept that goes into my head is the fact that like, okay, we need to document everything for everybody. Everybody needs to see this. Yeah. But like, does everyone really truly need to see you walking through a tunnel? Does everyone truly need to see you having conversations with your friends? Also, man, the battery life on that product is amazing. That's true. (laughs) Oh my God. That dude haven't charged it since April 27th. (laughs) (laughs) Like that thing is still going. He continues uh, getting attacked. Marlena beating the shit out of it uh, to get off a HUD. Another jumps on top of her. She screams as Rob kicks, goes over to kick it off of her. Lily finds a door, assisting them inside as more shriek and jet toward them. The crew closing the door uh, on one until it pushed behind the door. Quick flash to Rob and Beth again. Then back to our crew trying to catch their breath. HUD cleans the lens. Um, Rob and HUD asking Marlena how she she's doing she asked for him to tell her or she asked for him to tell her wondering um how her wounds look and yeah it didn't look great she has a bu- a I big mean, chunk of flesh just missing it looks great but not great for well, her yeah, it does <laughs> look it does great. look really good it does it like prosthetics and like what it looks like gore wise yeah i mean gore wise this is great and they they were surprisingly able to do a lot for pg-13 that's true and I was actually really surprised. Uh, I love like the lore of like what people are coming up with because they even talk about like, oh yeah, it was like dragging Lily to like bring her somewhere. Like I want to yeah, know like that's, what those motives are. There's a lot of stuff in here where it's like you can really theorize. Well, you know what I thought of during this moment where they're getting attacked. 
And I tend to think about this a lot when there's like a, a creature or a monster. Um, you know, one of them went right for her when she was an attack, attacking another. Right. And I think like that's not how like animals react. Like, right. So like, it seems like it's very intelligent. Yeah. To be aware it that is. like it's yeah. attacking my peer. Let me go right for her. Right. Yeah. It's. It feels very insect-like. Yeah. I mean, there are animals that would would react that way, but... Right. I think, you know... Like this new thing that's going on with, like, chimpanzees. Have you guys heard about this? No. Chimpanzees Um, are really smart, but no, I haven't heard. Chimpanzees are very smart, but there's this thing that has been recorded recently that chimpanzees are jumping gorillas. Damn. They're like, it's our time. Dude. (laughs) What the fuck? Like, that is... But if you truly think about how fucking terrifying that is, yeah. like they're going against like the king of the jungle, yeah, and like they're they're, they're all coming together and they're getting fucking murked left and right. But they took down a gorilla and then they fucking took its kid. Oh damn! For like a retaliation thing, and I was like, this is like a gang. <laughs> like Jesus oh my Christ. God. crazy dude! Like one gorilla bicep is like eight hundred pounds, dude. Seriously, yeah. and like it, like fucking it killed it. Or, like, it fucked it up really bad. I don't think it killed it, but, like, it fucked it up really bad. And then Where is it, this happening? It was at a zoo or something? No, this was in, this in uh, the wild. Africa for sure, yeah. But um, th- this was just a new report that just came out, like, fairly recently that chimpanzees are... Organizing. And yeah, they're, they're evolving. Gorillas. And that's that's the ma- that was the name of the article. like, chimpanzees are evolving. And Yeah, I was going to say, because, like, what if they, like, start making, like, Rifles, right? Dude, <laughs> oh my like, god! Spears, the thing. Dude, so like starts, now they're. I'm starts. sure. I'm sure they can make like spheres and like weapons oh, I'm like sure, that. Yeah. yeah. So this is the fucked up part. Yeah. They did. Yeah, I would. They imagine. made weapons and they. That's how they went up to these gorillas and started fucking them up. I wonder if those gorillas are bullies, or maybe the chimpanzees are the bullies. Well, the chimpanzees were definitely the bullies because they were organized. Yeah. And like, supposedly chimps don't do that unless they're family, and they all cross reference them. To where they weren't from, they weren't even from the same family group. Damn. They were all from like different like groups, and yet they organized and they did this. And I'm like, what the? I fuck? wish I could knew, know why. Uh, yeah, right. I, I, so now they're watching them. Now they're yeah. they're like watching this group of chimps Whoa. to see how they're doing this. You know what's crazy? I, why I, I was talking tangent. to someone I know a couple of days ago, <laughs> and their partner is in Africa watching chimpanzees. Oh, what? I wonder if they're covering the story. I wonder. I'm very curious now. Yeah, you should ask. <laughs> ask. You should ask. You should ask. I'm, I'm very curious. I mean, fucking tangent, but it made sense with this because we had the fucking spider thing being like this. All right, whatever. Uh, she has a big ass chunk of flesh missing. He comments that it looks like it hurts. She tries lightening the mood, joking about him not finding it attractive. Meanwhile, Rob breaks into a vending machine full of waters, grabbing bottles for everyone, instructing Marlena to wash off her wound. Questioning, I know, ouch. Uh, questioning if it also uh, got HUD, but it didn't. She puts a paper towel on her wound um, as HUD shares that uh, one of them grabbed him and was trying to drag him away, not understanding why it would do that. She jokes that maybe it liked him. He thanks, he thanks her for coming back to help him. Slightly offended, she wonders uh, if she looks like the type of person who, would, who wouldn't do that. That's a weird question. That is a weird question. 
Uh, he expresses that she doesn't, thankful um, that she did because he would have been dead. HUD goes up uh, up to Rob, explaining that Marlena is hurt pretty badly. Rob uh, reiterates that they could wait wait there and hope that the creatures don't get inside. Marlena asks about the next option. He wonders if there is another tunnel that uh, they can go through. Lily bluntly says, no tunnels. Like <laughs> She shoots that shit down quick. Uh, his last suggestion is trying their luck above ground. HUD going over the option of dying in the tunnels or on the streets. Rob suggests um, that they go up and look around since they don't know uh, even where they are. He asks Marlena if she's okay to walk. She claims that she is. They all cautiously head upstairs, recognizing that they are on 59th Street. When they go to the door, uh, there's a bright beam of light that they decide to walk toward. Moving th uh, through a department store, Rob calls out to whoever may be behind the light. Marlena stops. Um, they check on her she comments that she's dizzy rob asks if she wants to sit down but she doesn't want to claiming that she's fine lily said um says the obvious we need to get her to a doctor good luck with that <laughs> yeah. yeah but she keeps moving arguing that she's fine they are stopped by soldiers with their guns drawn asking if there's more of them they share that there's that um they are the only ones this um the soldier sergeant Pr sergeant price calls into his walkie that they'll um and they all escort uh what the rest of the crew it's funny that they drew their weapons like they were the threat. Yes. I was very curious about that. And now I would believe that was the case if they were to like check for bites and all that. Sure. we'll come to learn that they know a bite's a problem. Right. But, but they, they, didn't, even they do that. didn't even do that. They just brought them in. Right. All the other civilians. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like that. that's why I was very confused where it's just like. You see that they're people, yeah. Yet you you drew your guns yeah, for this, some reason. This doesn't yeah. make sense like to me that, plot wise. Yeah, like it, it just unless like some looters or some shit tried trying them or something. I don't maybe. know. Maybe, <laughs> like, maybe everyone's on the edge. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna I guess, say that too. But yeah, Rob tries gathering his his attention, sharing the lo location of Beth and uh, that she's hurt. Um, I also thought it was interesting that like. He said Beth was hurt when we hear Lily give the line of like she needs a doctor for Marlena, which is like, yo, Rob, she needs a doctor. I would have totally been like, my friend Marlena here is hurt. She needs a doctor. Yeah. I agree. Why the fuck wouldn't you say that? Like, why would you? Right. What? Dude. You got a one-track fucking mind right now. You don't give a shit about any of these people. Yeah. You don't care. Price quickly comments that he doesn't want to be in that area. Lily questions if he knows uh, what's going on there as he explains um, that if they know, they aren't telling them. But all he knows is that whatever this thing is, it's winning. He moves he moves him into the infirmary of soldiers, one passing by HUD with his fucking chest shredded open. Jesus Christ. Rob yeah. tells Price that um that he can't stay there, but he pipes Rob down to listen to his lieutenant colonel Graf. Graf gathers the attention of his of his crew so they can head it out in fifteen minutes, then instruct another another set of soldiers to prepare to evacuate them. Rob argues as he reiterates the situation about Beth, pushing the soldiers as he tries to get them to listen to him. Another one command. He's like, I should have shot your ass. <laughs> Another one commanded HUD to shut, shut the camera off. He turns it back on as they are all trying to convince the military to assist them, filming one of the creatures passing by on the closed stretcher. This, uh, the general explains that there is nothing he can do as Rob pleads with pleads with him explaining that he's going to go after him himself if they aren't um going to going to help him wanting to wanting them to shoot them 
or wanting them to shoot him if they want to stop him. I'm like, damn, bro. Yeah. You in love in love. <laughs> you know, I was thinking the whole time too, like, um, I hate how non-consensual it all is when the military is like, we're taking you to our spot here. We're going to get you out on a helicopter, especially when the dude's like, no, like my friend, like I want to go. Right. And they're just like not listening. And yeah, that kind of stuff just peeves me. And I, I feel like I oh, was thinking <laughs> it does feel real. Right. Yeah. And I was thinking the whole time this dude's going to have to say like, you're going to have to shoot me if you're, if, right. if you're not going to let me go. Right. Yeah. Um, so and then he says it. So I was like, it was kind of re- like relieving that he said that. And right. they were like, "All right, yeah, hmm. it's interesting." Yeah, I would have probably gone, but I wouldn't be in this mess anyway. You know, yeah, <laughs> yes, and yes. I agree. <laughs> uh, their attention is turned to Marlena calling for a HUD that she doesn't feel so good. This fucking scene is fantastic. It's absolutely. I don't feel amazing. so good. It's like HUD. I don't feel so good. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Blood spilling from her eyes and nose. The medic screaming that she's been bit, grabbing and pushing her to the quarantine area. HUD pushed and screaming for them to wait a second, but they continue taking her, pulling her into the room of a tarp just in time. She fucking explodes into a bloody pile. Man, what, what a way fuck? to go. I want to know more about that. I need to know more about that. I want to know what's time, in I'm this video. Yeah. I'm happy they don't give us that. Oh, yeah. No, this is fucking it's like genius. I want to know, but it's cool that I what don't know. What an amazing know. threat. Yeah. You know, like it looks so good. It looks great. Like, you know, this this whole threat reminds me of the concept of alien, where like in alien, we have the threat of like you try to kill it or stab it or whatever. It has acid blood. Mm-hmm. You're in a fucking ship in space. Acid blood ain't gonna work great, right? <laughs> and second thing is, he's trying to fucking impregnate you and spawn more babies out of you because it's just like, yo, I mean, Almost warm like planet, warm, warm bodies. This this makes sense to me. So this all this shit is happening, but then you have this creature who is just like, okay, this thing has fucking infinite beings living inside of it that it can just drop down and be like minions go yeah and like now it's we got confirmation that this thing likes to pull things to its lair or whatever the fuck it likes to like this this is great because it's just like how do you kill this thing yeah it's interesting because like when it was pulling it back like where was it going if it bringing it to if it just dropped off of the baby right and then if the baby can make babies does well, a mother like have parasites Got right. on the skin? Yeah. Kind of, it reminds me of like how, um, like sharks and whales, whales have and like, barnacles. Yeah, yeah. Barnacles I was about to say that those too. Those attached fish who are just like, I'm just gonna stick on this ride. Like, yeah, <laughs> I would see, and then that baffles me even more. Like, why would they do their bidding? Well, not only that, that I don't really I'm question all that much. I'm, I'm wondering Maybe. about the origin. Like, if they're from a different planet, then I would get that because in the environment, it can attach to it. But if it's just sure. in the water, then is this a creature from Earth? I don't know. And or is Earth space? That's true. Earth is We're space. I mean, excuse me, is the ocean just space? <laughs> I mean, so and then then I think about like, well, <clears throat> excuse me, did it like? travel to the city underneath water and then release yeah it's just so many questions so many questions so many questions maybe we'll get this in the direct sequel to cloverfield 
So they're mentioning that they're doing that, so that's yeah. cool. Uh, Price pulls the rest of them into a hallway, yelling that there's nothing that they can do, and it's over now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Explain that he shouldn't he shouldn't be doing this. Escorted them out of the hall. This is what the fuck I'm talking about. Like Merlina, if you just would have just like not gone with these people, you would probably still be alive right now. Yeah, like yeah. I'm real saying she messed up big time. And what did we learn from this situation? Don't follow people you don't know. There it mm. is. Don't talk to strangers. Exactly. He tells him to listen to them, agreeing to not stop um, them from getting Beth, explaining that the government is considering the quote-unquote hammer down protocol. That sounds like it. violent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that they will be willing to let the whole area go. Rob clarifies if he means Midtown, but he's very much means Manhattan. Them all t um, taking one last shot at the alien. But if it doesn't work, it, it's go time. Price checks to see if Rob's uh, watch is still working, explaining that the airlifts leave from 40th and Park. The last chopper leaving at 0600 hours. At, oh, 600 hours. I say zero. Sorry, everyone. Um, and uh, if and if they can make it, if they can make it there, it'll get them out. Rob thanks them. Price uh, rushes them all out. They make it outside of Rob calling it a nightmare as Lily sobs the question to HUD if he could say say what happened to uh, Marlena. She fucking died, dude. She was exploded. Like, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, she died. <laughs> he explains that her eyes were started bleeding, and um, then everyone screamed that she was bitten. He stops that um, that she wouldn't stop bleeding. Lily coming back uh, to to him, checking to see if he's okay. Rob Rob cuts them off, explaining this is the most fucked up part right here. He. <laughs> Here we go. Rob cuts them off, explaining that they don't have t enough time for this, suggesting that they that they stay there and he'll go alone. Why? I want you to explain. Yeah. So we have this moment, right? Lack where, of empathy. Lack of empathy. But we have this moment where Lily or uh, Marlena says to him, "Hey, man, the chances that Beth is still alive." Yeah. And he fucking cuts her off, gets pissed, about to fucking fight this chick. <laughs> Marlena's dead. Yeah. And we have this moment where they are trying to mourn her. Yeah. And he cuts them off. And she's like, we don't have time for this. So you could stay here and mourn her if you want to, but I'm going to dip. From my understanding, I feel like uh, Hutt was the only one that saw her explode. Right. And he's traumatized. And But he doesn't explain it, right? He just says he doesn't want to doesn't vocalize. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so... They don't know that she's dead yet, I I believe, right? And I think Rob is just like, yo, remember, this guy said, oh, 600 hours, and that's it. Right. You guys can stay here because I'm thinking, I don't want to drag you with me. I'll go, right? Right. So I don't take it as being too bad. I don't think he realizes that she died uh, just now. They know. I feel she's like dead. they have to know. Right? Yeah. I think so. Like with that's all why the they're all shooken up and they, that's why they took her them out of the room. And, I, I feel like they were the shook commander up. It says like, it's done. It's over. Like, it's, right. It's done now. Like, yeah. There's nothing you can do. Like, yeah. she's dead. Right. Well, if they, they, they never it, explicitly say that she's dead. That's they just true. Say, it's that's done. True. You don't get like, the official confirmation right? from them. Right. Um, and Hut doesn't even. Maybe just her nose exploded. Who knows? Well, like, I think it's like just like she's <laughs> sick, right? Like, she, <laughs> she's she's no good right now. Right. But I, I feel like they don't have the confirmation. 
There's sure. no one that validates it. I personally feel like he does have it. If that's the but, case, then yeah, he's he's a dick. Yeah, I mean he's a dick regardless. But <laughs> as his brother puts it, a douchebag. A douchebag. Um, his brother's right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I feel I feel very curious about this whole situation, and it really just kind of grinds my gears. This guy it just cr- kind of grinds. Them. Anyway, he apologizes to them. Lily claiming that they're coming. HUD agreeing um, that they have to do this. Why? Why do you guys have to do this? Yeah. What the fuck is the point? What are you, what are you trying to do here? Yeah. No, you don't have to do anything. Cuts of them running down the street, stopping as the empty carriage walks down the street. This was cool. Yeah. Um, they it make it cool. to the building. Rob repeating, oh, my God, as Beth's uh, apartment uh, building is leaned onto another building. If I was HUD, I'm like, well, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> HUD asks if that's her place. Rob, that... Um, Rob agreeing, that being her place as she lives on the 39th floor. Lily wonders how they are supposed to even get up there. He suggests that they go inside and see how high they can get up. She doesn't believe that that she could do that. HUD suggesting that they try um, from the other building instead, seeing if there's a place to crawl over to Beth's place from the roof. Rob doesn't say anything, looking back at him like, yo, bro, we're doing that. Just staring at him, running toward the building um, with Lily. HUD changing his mind, that being a bad idea. They start crawling up the rubble and into the, the other building. Rob tries Rise the elevator, uh, but uh, they like even if it worked, why would you want to do that? Why would you risk it? Yeah, I actually think it was a good. Maybe not actually. Because <laughs> I was gonna say, just go to the highest floor where it does work, but then that doesn't stop the fact that you can't you can't escape if you're inside of the elevator. Well, no, because like only like half of the buildings fallen over. So what I had thought in the moment was. Let's say well, he went in a different building. They went he to went the building next door. Yeah, that's straight oh, up leading on. I thought they went into the first building and then the second building. Mm. Got it. Okay. Yeah, but like that's like the first thing that it says on an elevator is just like don't use this if there's a fire. He's done a lot of things that he wasn't yeah, supposed I mean, to he do wasn't so far to, so. for sure. But like, yeah. still, it's just like yeah, I guess you. if you're trapped in the elevator, dude, it'd be crazy scene if they're like going up and then like the building starts like swaying like some like monsters outside. What if he That'd was able to like actually get in the elevator and it closes and he goes up a couple floors and it stops and the movie ends? That would have been lovely. And he's just stuck. It's just like well. <laughs> <laughs> you just Rob, hear the siren we'll get outside. You out. <laughs> uh, they walk up to the stairs, HUD conspiring on what possibly is going on, taking some moments to take breaks. Rob asking if they hear rumbling and screeching. Believing that they're close, he checks on the 57th floor, coming back thinking that they are they have two more levels. They head inside the floor, um, feeling and hearing the gusting wind accompanied by the emergency beeps. Inside of the apartment, they make it to where Beth's uh, building is leaning, Rob thinking that they can make it um, while the other two aren't too sure. I mean, this thing is leaning pretty hardcore. He tries pumping them up all, um, all he tries, excuse me, he tries pumping them up on all the things that they can grab on, instructing HUD to put the camera down as they, as they can cross. Pieces of the building continue to fall. Jets blow past them, but they continue anyway, making it inside the roof stairwell. Just like Inception, they move through the inverted hallway while holding onto the wall. Rob kicks on Beth's door while ca- calling for her, HUD asking if he needs help. Because my dude was struggling. But he doesn't answer, kicking the door in. He was like, I got to do this for my woman. <laughs> he heads inside. She's calling mine. <laughs> I don't want to tell her that HUD helped me. <laughs> Finding her impaled by a bar that's through her chest. 
Yikes. Dude, I saw this and I was like, yeah. of course she's dead. Yeah. Right. Wasn't uh, it on the left side? It was too? on the left side. Dude, I was like, absolutely correct. I was like, well, they... she seemed pretty heartless. And I remember thinking to him, like, damn, they really wanted to confirm the kill. They it's really right through the heart. To confirm the kill. Uh, I remember her in a particular movie called The Unborn, mm. where her her unborn brother was a part of her. And like he started taking over her face or something. It was a very strange movie, but her brother was supposed to have blue eyes. So her eye color was slowly changing throughout the whole film. And that's all I remember from the Uh, movie. Visual Hmm. representation for the viewer to know that the change is happening gradually. Yeah. I thought that was clever, but that's all I remember from that movie. But Lily is from Evil Dead 2013. (gasps) Whoa. Great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Sorry for the spoilers that I'm about to spoil right now, but she cuts herself in the face with a mirror. Spoilers. Yep, spoilers. Mm-hmm. She Great was reflecting on herself. She was. Uh, God, that movie is so fucking good. I watched it again recently. I just I get chills every single time I think about that movie. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, Rob gently shakes her, asking if she can, if she can hear him. And Beth softly wakes up, greeting him, asking if he's if he's really there. <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, I couldn't believe she was alive. And the fact that, like, she <laughs> after was, what they did to her, too, like to pull her off. Well, she that was before they they had that did that. But I love how softly she's like, Rob. And I was like, Oh, you decided to wake really up here? now? You were just sleeping the whole time. <laughs> and Hud grabs the bar, like, Do you not feel this? <laughs> <laughs> Holding back tears, he comments that he uh, he's really there. She groans and screams in pain, remembering that she's fucking impaled. Rob shouts for Hud to put the camera down to help them, instructing them all to lift at the same time as Beth pleads for him not to do yeah, that. Oh my goodness, they, dude. You know, that's like rule one to never do that. Yeah, right. That's what I was thinking too. Um, and she's begging. She's like, don't please. <laughs> they, can, they count down from three, lifting her uh, as she screams from pain. Great camera angle, though. Oh, this say. was great. Yeah. The, the lift her from the legs. The uh, Lily guides easy. her to sit down, trying to reassure her that she's going that's to be right. fine as Rob. Rob ties a cloth around her wound. Yeah, my dude, it doesn't work that way. That if you have do it. two holes. Yeah, <laughs> dummy, the- put the cloth through the hole through the other side. <laughs> oh my god, and then tie it. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure it's tight. <laughs> The creature from across roars and screeches as it approaches the building. And it's Lil- like, damn, that looked like it hurt. <laughs> Dude, that would have been amazing if Beth was like, what the fuck? What's happening? <laughs> I haven't been able to look outside my window this whole time. I thought it was an earthquake. I've been passed out all this time. They try to make it out, out of there. Rob holding on to Beth as she continues moving. One on the or on the roof. The jets come back and drop missiles at the large alien as it Ugh. as HUD yells for them to go and get to the other side. Yeah, no fucking shit, HUD. They make it to the other side of the building, running back toward the stairs. The spider-like creature drops down from the ceiling. Rob takes an axe and strikes it, but does the smart thing and leaves the axe instead of taking it with him. They all make it downstairs. <laughs> um, HUD asking Rob about the chopper. Um, about when the chopper is supposed to leave. Rob reminds him that it leaves at, um, at 0600 hours, and HUD is stupid. He's like, wait, what time is that? Yeah. It's 6, HUD. It's like, just in case you didn't think this guy was a donkey, 
We need that <laughs> donkey. We need that <laughs> extra confirmation. <laughs> they all run down in the middle of the street while uh, there's a little fucking war of the worlds happening all around them. HUD getting a good shot of the creature, getting all types of fucked up, but that's not enough. They continue running. It kind of made me feel bad for the creature, I'm not going to lie, but they kind of continue running down um, the street toward the rest of the military, making it to the chopper. The soldiers get Lily on one chopper, instructing the others to get to the next one. Robbie yells that they'll be right behind her and for her to just wait for them. Then kisses and hugs Beth, but it is short-lived because that goddamn alien was closer than they thought. Yep. This is interesting. Do you do you not think Lily made it? I don't I think, think she, she did. It. I don't think she did. Maybe that's just me being the hopeful type, but... So when she was going up on the helicopter, I was waiting for it to get swatted down. I thought that was coming. But then I come to learn why that didn't happen. Yeah. You're waiting for that moment. (laughs) (laughs) But ultimately, another chopper lands for them to get out of there. They run and hop into the chopper, closing them as they announce they are starting the uh, the bomb run. While flying overhead, HUD is filming the action of the alien being bombarded with attacks. A carpet bomb piles missiles on top of it, hitting it. HUD celebrates as the creature jumps out of the smoke and attacks the helicopter. This was interesting. This didn't seem like the creature. I think it was looking up through the smoke and saw that. Right. Or it was just like wailing around as it was hurting. I guess what is also interesting from this angle, this POV shot, Mm -hmm. it looks like the monster is smaller. It's because we're higher up. Oh, yeah, kidding. I see. Um, I didn't think like, oh, that in the moment. Like ants from up here, right? Same thing. But like when it gets like even when it gets closer, like it looks like it's smaller than what it was on the ground. I just uh, love that it has a very large well, reach. Yeah, that's true. Like, you those know, arms are sick. Yeah. When we Super see it next, I think that I think that it looks. I'm like, is this a different monster? This right. one's tiny. Right. Like it, it looks. It didn't look like the same monster. Yeah. I mean, from like the photos, like it's as big as the buildings around right. it. So. Play that scene right there. Play that when when they get attacked, because we see them. We see them come come up, right? And oh wait, go back because I want to see it jump out the smoke. All right, so we see the, we see the carpet bomb, right? Carpet bombs happening, boom, doing its thing. Body dee 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 boo dee body dee boo. That's how the bomb sound. That's how it sounds. And then this creature is like, oh, my oh, God, I'm dying. I've fallen. I and can't then, get up. And then first alert wasn't here. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, psych, bitch, I see you. And it's just like, <laughs> it comes out the, the fucking smoke. But see, it it doesn't, like, what happened? Like, did it swat it? It looked like I it was trying it to go for up. a bite. Was it just trying to jump and like, I'm trying to get out of here? Yeah, I think it jumped. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Anyway, causing them to spin out of control and have HUD pray and all of them scream as they collide with the ground. The camera is still on. Pointing at the in, um, at some of the destruction, a soldier sharing that the target is still active, initiating hammer down in 15 minutes. <laughs> Resident hammer time. Uh, <laughs> sirens so- um, sounding two minutes beforehand, and if you hear them, you are in the blast zone. That sucks. Beth hits and wakes up HUD, asking if he's okay. She yells like, Wait a second, though. Like, what, Beth? How do you even have this strength? Like, that's not how bandages work. You can't just bandage yourself. And be like, I'm good. Oh that's yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what, dude? She. <laughs> There's a lot of moments throughout this film where it seems like, let's just get the story rolling. Like, right. We'll yeah. have the monster swap down, swap down, 
SWAT. What, SWAT down yeah. the uh, helicopter. Uh, yeah, this this moment does feel a little rushed for yeah. me, but hey. She yells that she can't move her arm in, uh, for him to help him. Rob is still unconscious, but HUD and Beth pull pull him out, waking him up from the from the pain in, uh, in his leg. HUD tells him um, that they have to stop the bleeding and, tight, and he begins tightening a belt around his leg. Rob screams in pain, HUD frantically telling telling them that they have to get up, get out of there because they uh, uh, they're about to blow up the area. They pick up Rob and start running, HUD going back for the camera. Rob and Beth scream for him. He looks up directly at the creature. He whimpers as he's in shock from the alien staring down at him. It chomping down on him and spitting his ass out because he's like, ooh. Rob screams from, for HUD as he runs over to him to check on him unconscious on the ground. Cuts to Beth and Rob running into a tunnel, um, dropping to the ground as they weep and sob with each other. Rob commenting that they're all gone as the explosions and, and roars continue. Beth shouts for, um, that they have to go, but he claims that there's nowhere to for them to go oh this is where you want to give up okay um and if they are and if they wait there they will be found she sobs um she sobs that they can't stay there and that she's scared he shushes her that uh, to try to stay calm um he uh he turns the camera toward himself the siren sounding off gathering up the courage to share what's going on um th- uh, as the sirens are sounding off, naming all of his friends that the creature has taken the lives of, continuing that the military is bombing the creature and they had uh, to take shelter underneath the walking bridge. Underneath the walking bridge, them being caught in the middle, he turns the camera around. He turns the camera over at Beth, but she doesn't know what to say. He instructs her to tell them um, who she is. She shares her name, crying that she doesn't know why this is happening, but they are going to wait there until it passes. A bomb drops, causing the alien to roar and Beth to scream as the camera is covered in debris rob tells her to uh to look to look at him as they uh, say their last i love yous to each other the camera cuts cuts to their happy moments of april 27th at coney island and this is where you you see the thing fall right yeah uh rob laughing for her for her to admit that she's that sh- uh she'll miss him a little bit when he leaves she jokes that um that they'll see as the camera starts beeping as um as the t- as they run out of tape he turns the camera toward them, asking her what she would like to say. She admits that she had a good day, leaving the camera frozen on her smiling face because the movie was all about her. <laughs> <laughs> then credits. Yeah. I'm glad I finally got to see this movie. Yeah. I I'm enjoyed it. I think I liked it more movie. than Prince. <laughs> I think you, I think you uh, probably did yeah. like this more than me. Um, I do like this movie. You just got a love-hate going on with it. Yeah, this is one of those love-hate relationships. That's all it is. Like love-hate relationship. Robin, Beth. What do you know? Yeah. There yeah. You go. I guess it is all about her. It's all about her. I'm telling you, dude. All about her. And the nice thing, I don't know if you stayed until the very end of the credits. You know, I I um, jumped around to see if there's anything post credits. I didn't see anything. There's no end credit scene, but you hear radio static, yeah, and that right. has help us. Oh, alluding that they survived. God, I hope they didn't. Interesting. Yeah. How would they? How would they survive? How would they broadcast that? How would they <laughs> broadcast know. that message if it's radioactive? Hmm. Or is it the alien saying, help us? I think there's one just like, here's an Easter egg for people who stayed for the Got it. credits. Probably, right. most likely. But that also happens like 
fairly quick though, right? In the, the credits. Oh yeah, it's like, like, it's like five like seconds almost immediately after. It's right? Help us! Right? Oh, you actually hear it in English saying "help us." Yeah, yeah. got it. Never mind. Interesting flick. Anyway, I got some movie facts for us. Yep, movie, movie facts. <gasps> I didn't click on them. Gotta wait. Sorry, not ready for five, this. Not four, ready for this. Three. The running time of the film without credits is about eighty minutes. The length of a long running mini DV tape. A common format used in consumer camcorders. It's a good touch. I like, I like the Great accuracy touch. to detail. I like it, Picasso. Yep, he likes it, Picasso. Lizzie Kaplan thought this was a romantic movie until her second audition, where she, yeah, I could definitely see how you can get that mixed up, <laughs> where she reads a scene. After she was offered the role, she found out it was a monster movie, and the actors weren't allowed to read the script until, they, until after they signed on. That's cool. That's cool, yeah. That's cool. Uh, the head of the Statue of Liberty is shown about 50% larger than the actual size. CG supervisor David Vickery said in, in an interview that many people imagine the head being much bigger than it actually is and that the size was increased due to complaints that the head looked too small in the trailer. I think that was a good move. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you can see the original size in the trailer. It's cool. Yeah. It's a cool thing to check out. Mm-hmm. The decapitated head in the Statue of Liberty in the street is inspired by the poster of John Carpenter's Escape from New York, oh. which depicts the head of the Statue of Liberty lying in the middle of the street. It's cool. That it's cool. a nod. It's a nod. Images from King Kong, 1933, the beasts from 20,000 Fathoms from 1953, and them from 1954 are hidden within the film. Each image is seen extremely briefly for only a a single frame during a camera edit. The them picture is shown at the 24 mark. The beast from from the 20,000 Fathoms uh, picture is shown for at the 45 minute mark and the King Hong picture is shown at the one hour and six minute mark a brief clip of Robin Beth at a train station is seen with the King Kong image at 106 now that's a nod no, that's a big nod right there uh, let's get a juicy one we'll conclude with it uh, the creature HUD mentions being discovered in Madagascar is the Colacanth, an order an order of fish known from the fossil record and thought to have been extinct since the end of the Cretaceous era, about seventy million years ago. A classic example of what is known as the Lazarus taxon, a species thought to have been extinct but found to still be alive. The first modern um, colacanth. I'm probably saying that completely wrong. My apologies. Uh, was actually discovered off the eastern coast of South Africa, not Madagascar. Today, colacanths are found in Madagascan waters as well. Some think that the creature HUD mentions might have been the megamouth sh- shark. However, megamouth sharks were not known to science at all, and thus not not thought to have been extinct before being discovered. The first specimen of the megamouth shark was discovered near Hawaii, the other side of the world from Madagascar. Cool. Yeah, that's a lot of detail. A lot of details. Really cool. Anyway, let us know what you think of <laughs> Cloverfield over on Twitter at nightlife underscore pod. Or you can head up over to our Discord server and let us know over there and keep the conversation going. It's a lot of fun. It's going to be in our show notes if you'd like to do that. The next film that we are going to be covering for this month is Life, which I am very excited to talk about. I know a lot of people who don't like this movie. Yeah, I it's think. the Venom prequel. True, true. Good, good. Although I've never seen Venom, so. But is it really? No, no it's not. Oh, it's not. I was like, but I've never heard about this was. movie, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's good but, to not see those movies. Yeah, it's still cool. But anyway, 
This is Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Night. Alongside me, we had David. Stay spooky, everyone. Always and forever, also known as Nightly. The other than there, we had Freddy. Always keeping it spooky. Always and forever. Also known as Saturday Night. With your help, we can reach more ghoulish nights with your recommendation to someone who would enjoy this show. If your podcast app allows you to rate our show, consider giving us five stars rating. If it, it does, honestly help us out a ton. For extra horror-related content, however, you can head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. As I with a what? Okay. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.